Hey, Normies. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. It's 2019. We're calling it the year of the Normie, and we're back doing a special episode for you guys this week where we're just talking generalities on a deep dive with our special guest, Jacob. Let's hit it. Hey, normies. Welcome back. Uh, for any new listeners, of course, this is Colin. This is Mike. And we got a special guest here. We're talking to Jacob. Uh, thanks. Good to be here. Hey, I thought buddy. Joe looked different. Today. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, we should I'm say, by the way, Joe's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so I for any Joe. readers out there, he's dead. If he comes back next week, that introduces a whole new canon to our lore that maybe he's immortal. <laughs> but for now, readers, he's dead. Yeah. At the end of the last season, if you saw the finale, you realize yeah. that uh, we may never hear from him again. Yeah, was- he tried to literally jump the shark. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, I was uh, jealous of his success as a podcast host, so I thought I would try to assume his place. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. yeah, I saw you peeping at our uh, <laughs> analytics, you know, and I could see the jealousy boiling <laughs> under your skin. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Joe, he's, uh, he's not with us today, um, but he'll be back, maybe, maybe not. Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> no, he will, but hey. we're going to be doing it a little different today, opposed yeah. to our usual format of maybe hitting a certain topic and just going down and hitting it, the movies, the video games, and the comics. Our comic guy's gone. You know, let's go ahead and say that Joe is our comic guy. We're maybe going to be stepping away from that today. Just doing a big tops or bottoms special. Yeah. And so today, like Colin said, it's a special episode and we're going to be doing just movies. So we're going to do our tops of 2018, our bottoms of 2018 and also some uh, 2019 predictions. What we're excited for. We're just kind of jumping back in in the new year, getting back into the swing of the cast. We missed you beautiful listeners and we're just going to hang out. Yeah, I really miss this guy. So I'm happy to be here. Um you know, I just think as we hit a quick watch it, what you've been doing? How was your New Year's yes. holidays? We haven't uh, we haven't done this since before Christmas. I love that. I'll start. You yeah, know, I'll, I'll jump right in. You know, we, we had a little break. We've been off here. I don't know about you guys. I went out of state. I left California. Yeah. Went home. Odd thing. Brought my PlayStation with me. Wow. How dumb does that sound? Tell Put it in luggage. Me. Brought it on a plane. Yeah. No, dude. I mean, that's the dumbest thing possible. I have a Switch. I don't need to be sure. mobile gaming with a PS4. Why did you bring it? What was it? I brought it because my brother said, we're going to be home. Let's land up. Like, let's play some Monster Hunter while we're there. Let's do some other cool things. So I got to actually sit down and use my PS4 to actually play some motherfucking games, dude. Yeah, it's excellent. Very cool. I loved it. Oh, by uh, the way, I know you've been playing Monster Hunter. Ex-Kaida, friend of the show, he says he really wants, you know... You to add him. So I need that friend code, together. dog. We're going to yeah. be doing hunts all the time. And you know, off pod, I've been trying to push you like into it crazy. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of the game of my we'll life see. right now. I'm Monster hitting the hunter. grind. I'm getting the armors. I'm doing the dumb weapons. I'm sending pictures to Jacob about how good my armors look. <laughs> well, it's all about yeah. the aesthetics. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I might get it when it's on sale or something. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be dirt cheap here soon. There's going to be some DLC coming up. They just announced this before Witcher, our break. Right? Uh, there's going to be the Witcher, but it's a huge overhaul. Some new stuff. It's called the frozen world so it's a whole new segment of the game they say it's going to be worth like literally a purchase of the old one but it's just going to be 20 bucks so whole new game 20 bucks sounds great to me i've Uh, heard people being like very favorable on the way that they've done their dlc and stuff the online it seems like they're not loot boxing yet no 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 and they treat you like literally they get other game companies to come in they've had deals with street fighter before if you want your character to look like ryu 
fucking go for it and it's not costing you anything Devil it's just so what's the Devil witcher stuff is that just like you can look like you can look like Geralt witcher. yeah and you can use a weapon that's gonna be like his what does he use two swords three swords yeah a silver like sword that. for monsters and a steel sword for humans oh cool I think yeah. the silver sword would also work on humans just it yeah. would but it's like throwing it out there you know precious yeah. metal who knows yeah they'll probably adapt it to there's a style of either a long blade for one of those or a twin blade style so yeah yeah so no, that seems very fun well you've you've had a history with the monster Hunter games you're a fan of the the series right? so i've been playing those this is their return to playstation i don't know if you guys know yeah, that for this game monster Boy. hunter world i've been playing it since the playstation one game monster <laughs> hunter and then it had its whole evolution of nintendo buying them up it switched yeah. to the portable world the psp but it's back with this huge hd remake and guys i gotta say as a guy who's been there since the beginning this is the game you finally this is got the game. it yeah this oh, is the yeah. one you're selling me on it i might yeah uh... dude it just does such cool stuff. Like, it's up to the degree of AI for the monsters, which is let alone, like, the reason to play it is like, oh, I'm hunting something that is, like, so smart, it is hunting right. me back. Yeah. But now the world, the landscape itself, it earns the title Monster Hunter World. They've interacted so much with the environment where you can swing around. You can use bugs that do different effects in the environment to hunt things. You can literally track the monsters as you go. Like, oh, my God, like, huh. this is a real thing now. That it's is not awesome. just like the silly, you know, hack and slash I've been playing for years. Just walk to point where monster exists. Like there's a living ecosystem, yeah, exactly. right? And the monsters will fight each other. Oh my God. Or- yeah. I just literally watched one, just de- a giant one came around and devoured the giant one I was hunting. And it's like, oh, this just switched the whole thing around. Stole your kill. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like any game where, um, you know, I have to wipe out indigenous species simply for my outfit. <laughs> yeah, I need that yeah. tooth to make yeah. my shoulder pad. Yeah, I like Sorry. the crafting element. I let, you know, I'm big on crafting yeah. survival type. Oh, games. I know you it's are. Kind of like similar, if you know, more RPG ish. But uh, yeah, and I, and I like the aspect of being able to play with friends online and that sort of it's thing. It's got a, a great party. multiplayer world. Yeah. It's got excellent. a lot of life there. They do a lot of quality control. It's it's fantastic. I gotta say, nice, nice, great. great. Well, Jacob, what you what you been up to for Christmas, New Year's? What you been doing? Well, uh, for over the Christmas uh, holidays, I was in uh, Miami, Florida. Oh, uh, just just hanging out. (laughs) Big Willie Um, style. Big Willie style in Miami, (laughs) going to Miami. Um, But uh, you know, I've been saving all my my opinions on uh, movies and things just for this for this uh, this moment, and uh, I got a lot of thoughts. Saw a lot of movies over the break, Um, and. Yeah, you get that plane. You got that nice plane movie experience. Too, oh yeah, I watched, that's like, a good you know, way to two catch movies, up. Yeah. two yeah, and yeah, a half yeah. movies each way. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, easy. captive audience. You can watch all the movies you didn't. Oh intend yeah, to dude, watch. you got the excuse. It's like I'm sitting here. Who fucking cares if I'm watching the Predator or yeah. you know, blah blah blah. Well, I did the watch Apes. the Predator. Ooh. Um, well, we're happy to have you. And actually, as of recording, yesterday was Jacob's birthday. So happy birthday, happy Jacob! Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, one year older. One year wise. One year closer to death. Uh, yeah, so you're a thousand and three now. That's right. He's immortal. By the way. If you don't know, Jacob has been around for a long time. He's seen we got a, lot a couple of immortal guys on the show. Maybe we're going to get his out. review on uh, steam engines at one point. But anyway, yeah. Um, well, for me, uh, you know, stayed in stayed in L.A. for the holidays and New Year's, and um, I've been playing Spyro. Not to get too much into that, I finished Doom. I'll talk oh, about hit that it, dude. more. But we're talking Witcher, so it sounded yeah. like. I mean, Jacob, you were playing some games too, right? Yeah, I mean, I was really into Red Dead for a while, and sure. Uh, you know, the three of us would actually uh, 
you know, at some point, posse up, posse up online, which is a lot of fun. The Del Rio McGraw gang. Um, right. Yes, exactly. But uh, isn't that the holidays? I mean, don't you guys yeah. feel like you had more time to play games right now? Like Mike, not me because, well, I went to, I was in Miami for like a week ah, and a half. You should have so brought, you your brought your PS4. Actually, my sister been a did. Loser. My sister did. And oh, wow. she actually plays Red Dead. But what? she had not played online at all. Hold on. Laura yeah. loves horses. <laughs> Can we get her oh, in does, this posse? Yeah. She loves all kinds of like Western things, I guess. Like, I didn't uh, know that. Just living out on the ranch, taking care of horses and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. But uh, you can shovel shit in Red Dead. <laughs> hey, I showed it yeah. to my dad while I was home. I was like, this is a slow game. Like, yeah. it's easy. It just rewards you to take your time. He was like, oh. You just shot that bird. Why would you do that? I was like, you have to survive, man. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I would just walk around. I would want to look at everything. It's like, come on. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, speaking of online, though, because that's what we really got into towards the end of like November and into December because it just came out. Yep. I do have some problems with online right now and that once you finish the short story mode that you can kind of do which is really cool to team up with people and do that together but once you finish that it's like you know five missions or something yeah the length is nothing there's like nothing nothing to do online it's like it just feels so empty yeah and it's like the only thing you really do is hunt you can do side missions or you can fuck with other players which is probably the funnest thing to do in my opinion but uh yeah, they just need more content for online or it's not going to hold a hold an audience you guys saw what came out yesterday though battle royale they're going to oh, do really? that. I introduced wow. a combat mode yesterday. You can download it now. The, te- the That's not what I'm looking for. The team for gun that. shooting yeah, mini games in this tour is like because the gun mechanics weren't meant for a right. first person shooter. Well, know? let's put a pin in that. We did a whole episode on it, by the way. If you guys want to hear a lot <laughs> more back. about Red Dead, go back. So 2019 is coming up. We're going to jump into the movies, our tops and bottoms, yes. and things we're excited about. Um, can I go for some weird predictions? Yeah, sure. let's do some that. weird predictions for 2019. Here, here's one. Uh, here's something I've noticed for this year. We had a little love affair with some old public figures. We had the Mr. Rogers documentary. Yep. Bob Ross got his own little Netflix program. Kids are buying those up. I see merchandise for him everywhere at Target now, True. things like that. Who is the next kind of public figure like that that might go mainstream? Are we going to get a peewee show again? Are we going to get something like that? Like That's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking for 2019. Huh. We're digging up so much of that weird nostalgia of the 70s now, you know, opposed to all the weird stuff we've done in the past. Who else? Right. So you think there's going to be a resurgence of this Pee Wee, Mr. Rogers, Bob yeah, Ross something kind like of that. Figure. I mean, we're about to get a Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie next year in 2019 as well. Like all these weird public figures from the past that were just sort of like, I don't know. I think it has something to do with maybe, I don't want to get too political, the Me Too movement and stuff now where we're like, we are surrounded by so many dirtbags. Right. <laughs> Who is someone well, you can reflect back on? And I know Pee Wee's not great if that's what you're about <laughs> <right>. to say. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa he's, got a, he's pulling his Pee Wee out himself. <laughs> yeah. So there is, you know, uh, Bill Nye has a show and he's kind of oh, like yeah. a figure from our childhoods in the 90s. Um, he has a show on Netflix that's been going for a while. So that's kind of... Kind of yeah, like, you're right. That's just kind of my weird 2019 thought. I'm thinking about those. I'm also thinking about the movie star. Guys, Brad Pitt and George Clooney haven't been in movies in two years. What do you yeah. think about that? Brad Pitt just wow. did a cameo in Deadpool 2 for the cup of coffee that was well, like maybe a millisecond. Yeah. But what about them in 2019? Are we going back to the movie stars? Who do we, who do we have mm. now from that lost generation the, too? I feel like the movie stars are now like... Captain America. Who's playing Captain yeah, America? Exactly. Who's playing Iron Man? But that's the uh, yeah. character. You look it's at those. It's not even the and, actors, yeah, exactly. really. Even though Chris Evans that's a great is a great point. actor. Robert Downey Jr. is a good actor. Like, But it's more about those characters now. And like Batman. Like, Who's going to play Batman? doesn't really matter, Like, it seems like, because people still see the movies regardless. It used to. Like, yeah. All right. 
Christopher Reeve, that's Superman, period. Now, then you look at Spider-Man. Right. Now we have Now they change three, every five years. Yeah. Oh, we don't God. have like a definitive. Like we have an Iron Man now, but eventually there's going to be another one. Like, well, I think yeah. mainstream audiences are way more comfortable with the idea of like multiverses and like alternate realities and stuff now than they used to be 20, 30 years ago. So like, you know, they understand like the connected universe of the, the Marvel movies yeah. or like the fact that there can be a Miles Morales Spider-Man and a... Um, Peter Parker Spider-Man, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Are they going to understand a Game of Thrones prequel? <laughs> what? I don't know. Just game of regular sized chairs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, I'm waiting for this year, maybe a couple years, you know, soon DC is going to fail so bad that Disney will then buy them and we'll have the oh. DC Marvel Super so bad. You think after think Aqua so. Bro just is about to make a billion dollars no, today? No, if, if that didn't happen, then we could have yeah. seen the DC Marvel yeah. Extended Universe combining. <laughs> the Amalgam Verse or the Verse. I don't know. I don't really yeah. ever see Disney, per se, buying them because I don't think they'd want to own DC and Marvel. But maybe. Why, you know, why I never not? Know. Yeah. I just could see how Batman joins the <laughs> Avengers. DC's been tied to Warner Brothers for a very long time, yeah. but of course there was the rumors uh, when they were getting bought up by AT&T that perhaps it would sell off and branch off. Of course, that did not end up coming through. Uh, we just saw some other weird mergers, I should say. Activision and Bungie. Maybe we'll save it for the video game term. Yeah. Uh, just split up. Activision, of course, has partnered with Blizzard as well. I would like to see that split in 2019. Oh, Activision and Blizzard split? Yeah. Yes. I think they're that. making some bad choices for Blizzard. Right. I think they definitely pressured um, them into making some weird choices, and I would like to see them free their hands up again. Yeah. The only thing I want to see in terms of like mergers and stuff, unironically, is Tom Hardy's Venom in the Marvel oh my God. Connected yes. Universe. Oh, yeah. man. Sure. That's all I want. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. Should we, should we hop into the movies let's and we'll talk in, about let's any talk movies? Let's talk it. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do what we saw, oh, what man. we're thinking. Talk 2019 movies, TV. Let's hit it. Hey guys, we're back. We're talking movies. 2018 going into 2019. We're going to be talking our tops. We're going to be topping our bottoms. We're going to be talking about what's coming up in 2019. But first, guys, I want to hear what you were just saying about Venom, Jacob. Keep hitting me on it. Mike, tell me that you saw it too. I talked to my yeah. dad about it. He saw it. So guys, let's just um, go. I saw it I sort of half watched it yesterday. Oh, really? But yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to most of it. Seemed like a great movie. Oh, Seemed no. like a great movie. <laughs> well, spoiler. They kept saying, oh, this is so bad, it's so bad. And then I watched it, I'd be like, oh, sick. One, it's awesome. One, one group is right, one group is wrong. We're not sure which. <laughs> According to the box office, it's a great movie. Apparently. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so many... Okay, so Joe, who's not here today, would just hammer it home to me every time. He'd be like, no, it's going to be a huge failure. It's going to be this year's Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, from the critics, not so great, but commercially, this movie was a smash. You know, it did great. It's going to get a sequel. It's going to get... Oh. It just got announced. There's one of the screenwriters of the two is coming back. Guys, I'm sitting here with octopus ink on my face. I said Aquaman was going to be an absolute <laughs> failure. Oh, well, I have a theory I mean, about you know, that, too. Know? 
is that women find Jason Momoa very attractive. Oh my god! I think that's a big reason <laughs> why that that's movie why? did so and well. And men too, Honestly. probably. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I just know people are like, yeah, I'm going to see that movie because Jason Momoa is in it. Right. I read okay. a story online that a lot of little old ladies solo <laughs> tickets are being sold to Aquaman, which I find very interesting. <laughs> so you might have some evidence for yeah. that, pal. That's really funny. Well, I don't know, man. I watched the Venom movie. Let's just. Yeah, it was bad, though. My dad, what he said about it is, hey, you know, he plays like an investigatory journalist who's looking up sort of an Elon Musk type. Yeah. Now, wouldn't that be a more interesting movie? I was like, yeah, but that's that's just like a completely different movie. That's like, <laughs> like the, the parallax like movie. Without the, yeah, exactly. Without yeah, exactly. The he was like, don't you think you didn't even need the monster? I was like, well, sure. Yeah, really weighed down the Venom movie. <laughs> probably wouldn't be Venom. called Venom then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably not. So you want Venom in the MCU officially. You think? Hell yeah. You want Tom Hardy's Venom in it. I want, yeah, I want Peter Parker to be in the universe that the, that Sony is creating. It's a maniac performance. I think he's actually pretty good at it. Being I love Tom, Tom Hardy. Venom, he always yeah. does weird things. And some people don't like him, but he's not, I guess he's not for everyone. And sometimes he's a little out there in roles. What wouldn't you like? Just the voices? He does weird accents a lot. He has weird quirks and like just... I don't know. That yeah, makes a lot of weird it's choices. Brando esque. That's why I love him. That's why I love him. You got to give your character characteristics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, liked him in uh, Fury Road. I like him in Peaky Blinders. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy. Um, yeah, and I think he's I think he's doing something interesting in this movie. The effects. I even thought the effects looked good. Like everyone was like, "Oh, the effects look so bad." I was like, "Oh, I kind of like them. They're fun. They're kind of fun in like a campy way." We get a third act battle of two CGI fucking things that aren't real. Like that. Oh, that always yeah, it reminds me of me. like a bad yeah, movie sure. from the '90s, you know, but like in an entertaining way. Not like Sharknado, though. I, I, no, you know, but with the success. They could definitely submit the application to say, let us in your MCU. Hello. Like, people love us. Yeah. Yeah, or right. just get a crossover with um, Peter Parker, uh, Tom Tom Holland. Yeah. And Tom and Hardy, the Holland and Hartverse. <laughs> yeah. And well, both British. what else you would get is the Jared Leto Morbius the Living Vampire oh, film right. is a week away from rapping, guys. I don't uh, know if you know Oh, let's see that. how that is, I guess. Do you guys know a lot about Morbius the Living Vampire? I know he was in the cartoon, no. and he had the suction cups yeah. on his hands. And, and sort of the, the blousey, you know, you can sort of see that outfit that he wore the black and the red yeah yeah, yeah. he's a goofball character let me tell you certainly um, I know a spoiler about Venom just while you were talking about the graphics she Venom a comic book character is in it uh, did she look pretty good yeah uh, she gets undercut oh, yeah. by my- she looks like she looks cool. Like the Venom symbiote looks cool. Yeah. He doesn't have the Spider-Man logo. The She like Venom looks kind of cool. over-exaggerated buxomous sort of. No, no, yeah, like well then, no. and she's very then long, she kind of like, like Slender Man, Michelle Williams, right? Oh yeah. Do you she's want? Like a do you want to know what happens Venom. with that? Sure. The Venom symbiote gets on Tom Hardy's girlfriend. Yeah. And then in order to be transferred back to Tom Hardy, the Ven- She Venom makes out with Tom Hardy and as they're making out the Venom symbiote goes back to Tom Hardy. Oh, Venom kiss. So, That's like the yeah. Spider-Man kiss. Avi yeah. Arad has one idea. Is Tom Hardy upside down? No, no, oh, no. Oh, what a missed no, no, opportunity. My uh, expectations were flipped upside down in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And the cool thing about Venom was that he was kind of like a loser on his home planet. He was like the weakest. <laughs> and he was always getting bullied what by the other Venoms. Hold on. You didn't know that? What does that mean? Venom's a low-tier symbiote, and everyone was 
Yeah, they're bullying him. him. And so he's like, fuck it, I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere where they can't bully me. And he goes to Earth, and then one of them, a much stronger one, fought, like follows him to Earth or some shit. Yeah. Oh, he's like a deserter. So, like, you know, Biff comes down. Hey, McFly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and that's Riot. Which, funny that's enough, Riot. is exactly okay. the same plot as The Predator. If you've seen The Predator. Oh, the, yeah, is that it's a The first predator that shows up is like, like a little weak You little predator. bitch, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. So he's where, bully predator. Where, where does this fall, then? Because I have this firmly in one of my bottoms for the movies. <laughs> of 2018. Do you have Venom in there or Predator? <laughs> Venom is in my bottom. I didn't oh, see Predator though. I didn't see either of those. Guys. I don't have it I on my bottom, but I have it. Uh, I half washed it and I enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. So. Oh, All right. Well, we'll call them on. We do that. Then. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's hit somebody's. Jacob, you're the guest. Will you go through your tops real quick? You'll hit yeah. each one and we'll talk about it if we've seen it. Sure. So I just wanted to briefly say that I haven't seen a ton of movie, like a ton of movies that are getting like awards buzz and that kind of thing that this year I haven't seen yet, including like Roma bohemian rhapsody which just won a golden globe uh a star is born i have not seen vice let me ask you this do you think you will see those uh i want to see vice i have seen vice it's very good a lot of those that you just mentioned though i just generally have no interest in roma uh roma is a hard sell for a lot of people because it's a black and white foreign language movie that's the niche if we're talking niche to normie like but it's supposed to be incredible and it's on netflix so it's not exactly hard to get a hold of you know yeah, and there's so much. But maybe a little now. slow moving. But if you're a cinematographer, you're interested in cinematography, like the way things are staged and shot in that movie, is just really beautiful. Kieran used it himself, right? He handled his own yeah. camera. Kieran is a master. Oh, wow, obviously, mm. um, you know, Revenant, Gravity, Children of Men, yeah, etc. All bad films. <laughs> yeah, yeah all, we all oh, agree. No oh. one like those. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, I have a couple honorable mentions that did not make my top five that I'll. He briefly hit Black Panther. I really liked Infinity it's close, War. Close for me too. Is an honorable for me. Number yeah. one domestic of the year, guys. I mean, it made yeah, the most and it, money. Speaking of Oscar buzz, it's getting. It's probably going to be nominated for Best Picture, if not win Best Picture. Which no, would be I don't insane. know. If it's, hey, it you guys, not win Best Picture. <laughs> you guys know <laughs> IGN. Uh, yeah, uh, IGN.com for the video games and yeah. stuff. Uh, they preemptively tweeted out congratulations on the Best Picture Golden Globe when they did not win it, and then no, they had but to Bohemian apologize. Rhapsody did, which is wow. a huge surprise. But then that yeah. movie has a lot of. Con- controversy behind it because of a certain bs we call him on this uh, yeah but he you know he got fired at the end of the at the end of shooting but he's still credited as the director so and there's a controversy a small controversy that he they did not mention him in their awards i think that's the way malik did not mention him the producers did not mention him yeah very interesting but anyways so that could have some oscar backlash and then the other sort of favorite a star is born for some reason is not being as the remake of the remake of the remake. Yeah, oh, so bad. Right, but yeah. to both of you, I mean, are you guys interested in either of those films? Very music heavy this year. Very dramatic. I like Queen. I'm just very not interested in that movie. Yeah, no. And that's another thing you're talking about. Mr. Rogers is getting a biopic, and Bob Ross is getting all this attention. Now we have the Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's very oh, much on that line oh, of these public God. figures. Yeah, it feels like a very boilerplate, you know, biopic type. Yeah, of exactly. Generic. And just because it happens to be tied to Freddie Mercury being a real human you know it has a lot of interest but boilerplate biopics what yeah. it feels like number one grossing music biopic of all time now it beat out walk yeah. the line wow well just wait till the david bowie one comes out Ooh. Uh, ah. no i saw a tweet from duncan jones who was like you know if they ever asked me to make a david bowie biopic i'd tell him fuck off i'm not doing dude that, so. good boy yeah what would you title that movie just real quick <laughs> Ziggy Stardust, I guess. Um, 
Jared the Goblin King. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would definitely um, be 30 minutes of the film would be him and Jim Henson making that movie. Yeah, the, the, the there is a, uh, a sort of uh, fictional biopic of David Bowie called... Uh, I'll call it The Man Who Sold the World. Oh, no, I can't remember the name of it now. John um, Reese Myers Jude is in it. Yeah, Jude yeah. Law. Mm. And it's, it's, it's like Velvet a David Bowie. Velvet Goldmine? Yeah, Velvet Goldmine. And it's like a bit David Bowie-esque character and an Iggy Pop-esque character. And it's a it's like a movie about them. But like the Stooges movie, dude. Yeah. Anyways. Well, look um, at all that. What are your other honorable mentions? So, yeah, I had Black Panther. I had Avengers Infinity War. As an honorable. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we'll I had, definitely talk um, about that. Yeah, a couple that might come up later on some top fives. I had Mission Impossible Fallout. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. Black Klansman by uh, Spike Lee. I thought that was really good. Uh, Isle of Dogs, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Also very good. I enjoyed Beautiful. that one. Great animation. Um, stop motion, you know. And then finally, Bumblebee, which I saw over the holiday break. Likewise. And uh, I really enjoyed Bumblebee. And I thought it, it was, I just put it on my honorable mentions because it's insane to me that there's actually a good Transformers movie, which I don't think there was previously. So it's the best Transformers movie, which is a low bar. Hold but, on, uh, hold on. You don't think one <laughs> that takes place with robot dinosaurs in medieval times with a Merlin staff and a, and a legacy of, of robots being in that sort of thing well, is a good movie? It could have yeah. been, but maybe no. yeah, the plot of it. But, you know, the thing I like about this is that I like the redesign of the of the Transformers. They look so much more like the cartoons but in a way that makes sense and then like the action scenes are so much better because you can actually see what's going on yeah and like the michael bay transformers i just felt like they were just big masses of like machinery that were just like always moving and tiny weird fins things. and little flaps and all this yeah yeah shards, it's like these ones are very much they look like a computer fan gone insane right and there's just always like things moving yeah. on them all the time it's like this one, like they look like the comic the the cartoon and the model kits yeah and, and they also yeah, well, but can I tell good. you, I also saw it as well, and Mike, you did as well. Yeah, so yeah. let's just jump on a Bumblebee talk right now. Because I uh, put Bumblebee. Bumblebee's on your bottom. Yeah, on my bottom. controversial. And we'll talk about that, but can I just say what you're saying as far as the look and stuff like that? If you're a classic Transformers fan, it goes to what you call a G1 aesthetic, a generation yes, one yes. that is closer to the cartoons, yeah. how they were introduced. But I think what you're also pointing out is, Jacob, there wasn't a Mountain Dew machine that transforms in anything there wasn't a blah 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 right. that has been in other transformers there was an xbox that yeah. transforms All in one of those cars movies. and like planes. it's just bullshit exactly Going it's back just to basics. bumblebee you know looking nice being so basic yeah. so friendly that's why i like and it. the bumblebee character in this one is the most well-developed transformer character ever in a movie and has the most reason to like like them because you were never really invested in any of the maybe Optimus Prime, but like Optimus is Prime. Optimus Prime's relationship with Mark Wahlberg's character yeah. Katie Yeager right. didn't inspire yeah. a lot of confidence <laughs> right. to you guys. There's this definitely one, a better like personal connection to the Bumblebee character. He has an arc, right? Right. And the relationship between him and the girl and girl and girl, you know, girl. Um, Haley Steinfeld. Charlie. Her name is Charlie, Charlie. by the way. Which Charlie. you know, because she's yeah, you know, she's a tough girl. She likes to work on cars. Yeah. I think she's a good character. I like Charlie. She's fun. Right, and it's it's a classic Spielbergian coming of age '80s story, which you know, yeah. has maybe been overdone a little bit recently, but it's really well done. And I just think it's, um, you know, I just really I thought it was enjoyable, even if, if not the most original 
or groundbreaking of movies, I thought it was a really good, well-made, enjoyable one. No, you hit the nail on the head with the originality part. Mike, take a big shit on this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the best stuff was when they were on Cybertron and you got to see Soundwave come okay, out. Okay, five and, minutes? Yeah, that was great. Five yeah. minutes. <laughs> and like even the, But then the choreography was freaking amazing. Like the oh, way yeah, dude. When Optimus it goes Prime up into the spaceship, and, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, dude. That was great. Like scene. rolling over, like doing arm bars and stuff with robots, but you can tell what's happening. That was yes. awesome. And Those then, are the Jaeger fights I want, too. Oh, Oh man, yeah, that was way better. Well, but than think of that scene as a sort of foreshadowing because they are making a prime movie. They're make, hopefully okay. making more within this universe. If we go so. back to Gen One stuff, then I'm excited. Yeah. I think it was fine. I'm not going to totally shit on it. And honestly, Jacob's uh, explanation is kind of pushing it a little bit out of like not one of the worst things I saw, but it was definitely bookended, where you have the action scene at the beginning the action scene at the end, and then it's just very slow, but it's like a Spielberg coming right. of age. There's not that Transformers, like, true middle act action, right? And that's fine, because it's telling a different story, and I think it succeeds in building that relationship with Charlie and Bumblebee. You learn about how he lost his voice. Like, there's some good stuff there. She has, like, Dylan O'Brien as the original uh, voice of Bumblebee. I thought he did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. Hockey hot shot. Yeah, I, cool. I do think you're mm-hmm. you're right there, Mike, because um, I mean there are some problems with this movie. It, so it is has a, little, a lull, basically. Yeah, and the, has a lull. It has oh, a weak antagonist because like it's just two random um, that's the Decepticons, other and it's like. But if you think about it all as like a prequel to what this universe could be in future movies, then it's kind of and it is tied yeah. into the Michael Bay movies. It's the prequel, so you can't have Starscream. Or right. Megatron because they have already been established as coming at a later time. But it's also it's a it's a prequel, but it's also kind of a soft reboot because they changed yeah. the way Optimus Prime and Bumblebee come to Earth. So I think they could really change anything from the the Bayformers era. I just and, think it would have definitely benefited from having a name antagonist yeah. for Bumblebee. Like when I saw Soundwave oh, yeah. in the trailer and stuff, I was like, please let him yeah, come to Earth. Yeah, it's two random like yeah. advanced scout Decepticons. It's Guys, like, okay, beyond that, did randoms? you know only one of them gets named in the film? The other one, you only see the second name in the credits. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. And what oh. are their names? Uh, it is like Scattershot is the one that's not named and the one that is, I think, is Rampage and it might be for legal reasons that they just <laughs> oh, kind of don't yeah. say it that much. Maybe, oh, I, I don't know. I gotta redo my whole list. Yeah. I saw Rampage this year too. <laughs> to me, it was e- Evil Lady Voice and Evil yeah. Guy Voice. Yeah. Justin Theroux and Angela Bassett though so you're like damn that's fucking great yeah but not great yeah can i also say i think the john cena stuff was reshot it it just seemed inserted he was kind of underwritten i felt Mm -hmm. but like they could have had him do more but i did like him in the role but i wish they gave him more there was like a you know because i thought he was just gonna be like i hate the transformers you know but he he ends up like yeah, he had a really good line when he's like, "We're just going to trust these aliens from space." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. are, are you kidding me? It's they like call themselves Decepticons. Decepticons. They call themselves Decepticons. Yeah. Am I the only one? Yeah, I thought it that was that was great. Means something different in that yeah. language. Yeah, but if that first battle scene and you know the scene on the moon, why didn't the, they just call themselves like "We are Goodobots"? Yes, we are Godtron. I just think there's a Friendly lot of potential boy. there to uh, sort of soft reboot that universe, and if if it's anything like that first battle scene, it could be really good. And so when I say it was on my list of bottoms, right, it's not the worst movie ever. It's actually good. There's definitely a lull. If you want the action, it's not that. It's a character story about a giant robot and a girl. It's E.T., right? right? Yeah. Guys, this is the issue. It is a very safe narrative, which is exactly what this franchise needed after so much tumultuous time. It literally follows the typical, like you guys are saying exactly, teenage hero's journey. She's a diver who has a fear of water now. She overcomes that exactly at the third act arc when she needs to. It hits all the exact fucking beats you would expect it to. 
that's great in my mind because it got a lot of confidence back in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like I say it's it's ET with a Iron car Giant. robot. I, ET and Iron Giant. There right. you go. Right in the for middle. a new generation. No, yeah, it's very uh, you know. Yes, it's very homage to those things. But if you think about like. Yeah, like you said, they needed an easy concept that they could just knock out of the park and get people people's interest back in Transformers. And now they're doing Prime, which is going to be the, I guess, Optimus Prime origin story on Earth or whatever. But yeah, could be really good. And, P- and should Peter Cullen, the man who has voiced Optimus Prime for now 40 plus years, yeah. who also voiced him in the cameo in this film, voice him in that film? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Guys, come on. No. <laughs> Guys, Boy, he is the voice of Optimus Prime. Come on. How can you replace he him? He right. is a zillion years old. A movie star needs to be. This is a movie Never. franchise. But he's just That's voice what I actor. Hate. I hate when, when voice actors get... They lose their jobs yeah. because some actor with a name, oh, right. now Kevin Hart's going to do it, anybody. You brought this up with Benedict Cumberbatch with the Grinch, Mike. Right, yeah, it's, totally. it's frustrating. Like, there's voice actors, right, right. who can create character. Like, that's what their specialty is, and I just think it kind of sucks. And with Optimus, that's like Christopher Reeve. Like, that is Superman. That's Optimus. And, like, when they switched Solid Snake's voice to Kiefer Sutherland in Metal Gear Solid uh. Five, I was so mad. Snake is David Hayter. That's the voice, right? Wow. So I would be upset if they changed it, personally. All but right. I get your argument. It's I love a, that. You can no, put no, no. Somebody's I was just playing devil's advocate there, guys. That's kind I'm, of what I'm doing totally totally this movie too. I don't know why yeah. they would, unless he, you know, unfortunately passed away or something. Well, yeah. Bumblebee, I say enjoyable, but know what you're getting. It's it's not an action yeah. movie. Not really. It has it has enough action. I think in the especially in the third act, it's a lot of action. Yeah, and it's, it's probably, not the most action oriented movie. No, and it's probably not good when your company has to come out. The president who just had a press conference and said it was profitable. Right. <laughs> like, sure, yes, it well, was. Well, it didn't but, make as uh, much as they not wanted as much it to, as they wanted, but it, it was too. profitable. They're going to learn that they're not going to drop it during more heavy competition. I think that's the lesson. Well, to and take I think from the main this. reason it didn't do as well as they wanted it to is that public public disinterest and distrust in the in the Transformer uh, series uh, uh, franchise lately. You know, they made five movies that <laughs> yeah. were all like... Uh, just more noise. Just getting worse and worse. And I predicted on Comic-Con that I thought it was going to be garbage and I hated it, no interest. Yeah. I enjoyed it enough and I think they definitely gained a lot of people's faith in the brand. Would you say, would yeah. you put it as your favorite live action Transformers movie? It's my favorite movie? live action Transformers movie, but I really hate the other Yeah. Ones. Again, 100%. it's a very low bar, right? But, but it's I, definitely I guess the that best. The one underneath it is the first, the first one, one, just because it which, blew my yeah. mind when I saw it. But even now, it's like Bumblebee just beats that out. Yeah. Yeah. Last question about it, guys. Did you have a Bumblebee? I had the little beetle. Yeah. And I had, I, a, I had a star scream and I couldn't Whoa. fucking transform it because it was one of the advanced no, ones yeah. that you had to take pieces off. I had to have <laughs> yeah. my dad do it. You literally had to put his hands on uh, for star uh, scream. And, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, Mike, my brain was not that working was so that frustrating. Way. <laughs> I do like the joke in the end of the movie when he's been a bug for the whole time and then he turns what? into a Camaro. I'm just like, what? You could turn into a Camaro this whole time? <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Anyway, I think, yeah. Best Transformers movie. Yeah, check, check it out. Good characters. Check it out. So yeah, Bumblebee. So that's all just on my honorable mention. So spent a lot of time on Bumblebee. That's okay. Um, People want to hear about Bumblebee. <laughs> of course. I want to jump back on another one that you have in yours. Let's talk about Spider-Man. It's yeah. also on my list. My Let's fifth, talk about Spider-Verse. My Spider-verse. fifth out of, in my top five, number five is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's on all three of our lists. 
I put it number two. I cannot have a cartoon be number one. I was telling really? Joe this after pod. Look, I'm a guy who loves animated stuff. I think animation lives on the small screen. So I'm always very hesitant to go to an animated movie at the movies. And I was not going to well, see I love this the animation until in this the movie. positive reception. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Yeah. So let's real quick iterate that this is your number, Colin. Where number two. Number two, Jacob. It's my number five. It's sort of on the bottom of my list. Could get pushed out if I saw something like Roma and... Right liked Roma a lot but and still in my top five and I still liked it a lot and I don't have an order because I love all of my children equally <laughs> but it's on there so this is the only movie I think that we all put in our top five yes, yes. agreed alright so it's let's a go huge, it's been a huge hit everyone who sees it loves it um, I got my family to, to watch it who and they none liked of them it? knows anything about comic books really or so, Spider-Man yeah they just watch the movies sometimes but yeah. they all loved it um, you know, it's so easy to get into even as a non-fan that like you get sucked into it. The animation is beautiful. Guys, guys, revolutionary. Guys, guys. So easy to get into. Again, as <laughs> yeah. a comic book fan, I, and I've had a lot of people come up to me and saying like your family scenario, my family doing the same thing, saying like, is this something that we could like? Guys, the yeah. concept is it's a biracial teenage new Spider-Man. It's half black, half Mexican, takes over. I think you know, Puerto Rican, but yeah, Latino. Puerto Rican, Latino, Latinx. Um, a dimension opens up, you know, blah, 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 blah. That is so fucking complicated. That's how it was in the comic books. It's so faithfully right. adapted. So the fact that you can access it God That's bless true. that they movie. Don't, they That's don't even fuck in the glass. And it's exactly. super accessible and they don't try to dumb it down at all. Like they no. do, like you're saying, the whole multi universes, like that's can be a hard concept for some people some audiences to like wrap their heads around and stuff. So it's really interesting that you just went for it and it worked out so well, you know. Well, oh my like, god. Like you guys were saying earlier, like audiences are receptive and can understand a universe now, like the Marvel yeah. universe, and they can understand a new Spider Man universe. And this is literally saying there's tens of them. There's hundreds of Spider Man universes, right? And it's a good way to introduce them. Peg. I've had a lot of people coming up to me, and they're like, wait, so Gwen, Spider-Gwen, that was a comic? Oh, Penny Parker, that was a comic? And like, yeah, this all yeah, they exists. They were all based on comics, including so Spider-Ham. <laughs> so, so what's cool And now, Nicolas Cage as uh, the you know, Spider-Man noir, noir Spider-Man, which, which is, is so awesome. Yeah. Who was your favorite of the Spider-Man, real quick? I think it was, it was noir. Uh, noir, yeah. Oh, God. I would hate if we all had to say the same <laughs> no. answer, which is exactly I what would watch a full length, But I would watch a full-length <laughs> movie of Nicolas Cage playing that character, wouldn't you guys? Like a black and white yes. Spider-Man would he be so the, interesting. Uh, he just, I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what this is again. <laughs> um, but what's cool about this is it's introducing mainstream audiences to multiple universes for characters. Yeah. So now you could have one-offs. You could do a Batman metal movie. Who knows? Like, yeah. people are learning about the depth of the comic book universe. I have Absolutely. seen DC fans be like, don't we deserve our own Robins film now? Because there are a lot of characters right. who actually portray the character of right. Robin. And it's like, sure, Fuck motherfucker, go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see all this stuff now. What I loved about this, too, is the animation. They animated on ones and twos. Do you know what that means? No. It means, Binary. Yeah, yeah. So it's 30 frames or 24 frames most cases for a movie, right? 30 frames per second. They would only animate on every other frame. So you're getting 15 frames per second animation. So it oh, looks whoa. choppy. And your brain is more comic book. Yeah. But then when he's doing web swinging, it's in full... Like oh, 30 see. frames a second. So it's really fluid when he's swinging. But when they're just kind of walking around, it's really snappy. Like oh, interesting. Now that you cool. say that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And the action yeah. is really snappy, right? Right. That's because they did that on purpose. That's great. They didn't yeah. animate every frame like they would in the The backgrounds are great. 
Yeah, and the it's colors all color-based. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, the color like so yeah. yeah. Style-wise, it deserves every animation Oscar for yeah. like, tech. And so we're coming here now where it's won the Golden Globe for Best Animated. Absolutely. Do we want to predict, do you guys think it'll beat out Incredibles 2 for the Oscar? Oh, absolutely. I think it will, and it should. And yes. also, something Joe said to me off-pod, that his hot take is that he wants it to be nominated for Best Picture. Ooh. Wow. He said Toy Story 3, uh, Beauty and the Beast, I think, you know, every time something comes along and changes the animation game, it should be Spider Verse, you know, yeah. nominated for Best Picture. So it's a better a, narrative than Incredibles two as well, and I liked Incredibles two. So yeah, but you know, we all we all know that Joe's our number one Spider Spider Man fan. He's here. not yeah, biased he's, at all. Uh, he he has told webs me, in his heart. <laughs> he mentioned to me before the holiday break that he had. Or when we got back, that he had just finished Spider-Man again on PS4. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I believe he's seen Spider-Verse three times, uh, for what it's worth as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I'm in a world where I have three movies that could be my favorite Spider-Man movie on any oh, given day. Oh, God. I could say Spider-Man it, 2, I could say Homecoming, and I could say Spider-Verse, depending yes, on what sure. mood I'm right in. Right there with you, 100%. Man. I like Homecoming. I think that's great. I think this movie's better than homecoming even though you know it's an animated versus live action i, I enjoyed homecoming as well but, but so, so what we just did though was we put a sony franchise kind of at our bottom maybe there's some promise there with venom well, and then we've got Venom's this great. Sony's so, back on top but baby. also they made a bunch of money off of venom <laughs> so what yeah. did sony turn around do you guys think marketing just respecting the property they let more, certain maybe? executives and people make less decisions yeah it's more in the creative executives are terrible. especially with spider-verse they just let them just go for it oh god and this is sure. lord miller right it's a lord miller produced chris yeah. miller is the only one who's actually on the screenplay himself and let me tell you guys just took a couple glances through it all that stuff incorporating the comic covers where they cut to the origins each time yeah. so fucking respectful he's spelling out exactly who he wants you know credited certain ways with certain characters they credited right. the artists, and lord and yeah. miller right and yeah Lego you know, movie. Everything that the Lord and Miller has done, I've always enjoyed. Going back to like, except for another movie, we'll talk about later. Well, arguably because we never saw their version of that. Movie. Exactly. But and yeah, you're right. This is the first on I, you know, unarguable. About with the chance of me, boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Goes, going back to that, Twenty One Jump Street. You know, yeah. you know uh, they've always been solid. But yeah, um, yeah, it's the first inarguably good thing Sony's done in a long time, right? Venom was successful, Certainly but people thought, yeah. you know, uh, it wasn't that good, but it doesn't matter. But this was successful and good. Yeah. Which I'd say rare. it's the hit of 2018, which is, is crazy because it's a it's a wacky looking I think it's movie. the funniest movie of 2018, like oh, yeah. straight up comedy wise. Literally, we talked about Noir being our favorite character. When he strikes that match and says, sometimes I just hold it down to the flame just, just to feel. <laughs> so oh, so I can feel something. Fucking crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's such good character stuff, like when he's singing the Post Malone Sunflower song, but he doesn't know the lyrics. Oh, like so that's good. what yeah. I do. Like, like I don't know all the lyrics to yeah. songs that I try to sing along yeah, to. It's, it's very just, real. And like teenage, it just felt so real. Yeah, it's the best teenage. Peter Parker, great characters. The Prowler's cool. Absolutely. And yeah, it's like it, it echoes Peter Parker's story where it's Uncle Ben. He has an uncle in this movie. You know, there, there's. It's its own universe, you know? It's fun. And then you get Nick from uh, New Girl as the uh, schlubby Spider-Man. Yeah, that guy's great as Spider-Man. Schlubby Spider-Man has just opened up a whole new world for me, guys. <laughs> I have to tell you. I've seen out. so many cosplays now. Oh, it's going to be so the, popular. Yeah, Comic-Con. the white Chuck and the boot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's all I want to do just now. Wear, I just, just think it's so have cool. Have Spider-Man uniform on top, sweatpants on the bottom, bottom right? Oh, God. But oh, how God. fucking cool is Miles when he's wearing his red, his red Nike dunks, dude? 
Prediction yeah, comic cool. book wise for 2019, 100%. I guarantee the comics itself are going to introduce the graffiti spider for his new symbol yeah. because uh, that was probably, too yeah. character wise important to not carry over. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. so he strong, made his own it's so beautiful. It exactly. Yeah, that is one of the coolest things. I mean, he's rocking his little hoodie and his jacket with his dunks and his new yeah, spider dude, suit. Yeah, he's wearing his fucking dunks. That's the coolest look ever, man. You it's guys love so the Prowler? Cool. The Prowler's I love the cool. Prowler, yeah. I mean, that's, again, 100% comic accurate. That's his oh, yeah, uncle in the comics. And I he love when he was... And Donald Glover is the Prowler. Yeah. And, and, and when he was the CEO. Prowler in certain scenes, he, it was really scary. And, like, my sister, again, was watching with me, and during certain scenes, she actually got... There's jump scares, and she's like... She was very scared by the Prowler. I yeah. get that, man. But he, he had a great soundtrack that accompanies him too when he shows up, and it's it's just great. He escapes from the apartment of the Prowler while wearing his dunks, and then I'm thinking, you know, Miles comes to your house a lot. And when I hang out, like I know what Jacob's shoes look like, I know right. what Colin's shoes. Oh so I'd, I, like I would, I would have recognized that and been like, Hold yeah, on. Is that I feel like nephew? maybe the Prowler should have. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not even related to us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Jacob, it's great. Out of the rest of your list, are there any tops that you specifically want to just chat about? Because I would love to hear your bottoms next. Oh, well, I can go through my top five real quick and then um, just say a little thing about each of them. Uh, number four is Hereditary, which is a uh, really well done horror movie this year, I think. Fucking and scary as hell. I don't know if you guys saw it. Mm, I have not seen it, but I hear it's scary great. as well, hell. You know, they say, you know, there's not that many good horror movies that are made every year. And I think this is one of the best ones I've seen in recent years. You can compare it to something like The Witch. If you like The Witch, it's very similar. I would even I say think. maybe The Exorcist, uh, the, kind the, of a yeah, slow. The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby is another one. It's kind of like this generation's exorcist or rosemary's baby did you okay. like the miniatures um i did very like, freaky yeah it's kind of a slow burn at times but it's just a slow burn of dread and anticipation and and then it pays off in the third act and i say the one weakness m- about this film might be that the third act goes a little off the rails and i like the, the more grounded middle section of it better and it really goes goes for it but it's kind of a predictable once you know what's happening very ends up being very um kind of standard horror movie plot but the build-up is great so yeah, it could definitely either be horror or not horror sort of like how the babadook handled it but by the yeah. third act you're like oh this is a horror movie <laughs> oh yeah it's almost like a drama for the first yeah. half of the movie uh-huh. like it's a very sad family tragedy like and the then, shining yeah yeah exactly like a- and tony collette speaking of the shining reminds me of um uh Shelley Duvall in The Shining, right? Those big, great performance. Wet maniac eyes. And Tony Collette, why no Oscar buzz for her? Like, she was great in that movie. But um, number three, Eighth Grade, which is a great uh, coming of age story, mm. directed by Bo Burnham, of course. We love uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. Very charming, very uh, enjoyable. I, I uh, identify with it a lot, even though it's a, it's a movie by a millennial, our generation, about. Gen Z, which is the generation below us. So it's kind of a millennial's take on Gen Z. Interesting. Oh, that's, that's I never thought about it that way. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good way to look at it. It's, you know, Bo Burnham's first, uh, first, uh, you know, directorial debut. Uh, I read Rick and Morty gets a great shout out. Uh, yes, yes. And there's all kinds of references to, you know, you know, culture for teens these days. Yeah, like, I guess you know, that's what kids like. Flossing and dabbing and all no, that. No, come on. <laughs> Fortnite, there's a big Fortnite climax. <laughs> yeah. Gotta make it to the yeah. Fortnite well, content. It's, it's sort of, it's the, it's the age of being online, right? Like these kids yeah. grew up with social media, with cell phones, always right. in their lives from a young age. Unlike us, who kind of, when we were mid-teenage, it kind of became big, right? We got AIM and stuff at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. So I had a cell phone in, I had a cell phone in high school, but I didn't have a smartphone. No, you know, I had no a flip way. phone. But uh, 
Yeah. And so it's a movie from someone, Bo Burnham, who's around our age, um, making a movie about someone at the end of eighth grade going into to ninth grade for the first time. So very interesting take. I would say it's kind of this generation's, I don't know what you compare it to, maybe super bad. It's not as like crass as super bad. Raunchy. Yeah. It's that coming of age moment club. that was. Yeah, but for our generation, I think it was super bad. That's right. the closest thing I could think of. I see of. what you're saying. Um, for, for the generation before us, Breakfast Club, etc. Um, what do you think? Best writing screenplay? That would be great. I'd love that. Yeah. Oh, Burnham. Um, so that's number three. Number two is Annihilation. Uh, I think this movie is a fucking masterpiece. Loved it. Mm. Uh, Alex Garland, Ex Machina, you know, uh, was his directorial debut. This is his second picture. He also uh, wrote some really good movies like uh, Sunshine and um, that sort of thing. Yeah, this one I have not seen yet, but I, I like sci-fi. I loved Ex Machina. Oscar Isaac is in both, so that's yeah. great. Talk about Oscar buzz. Sign me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm well, ready to watch it. Shut up. <laughs> I think Show we should have outside, of, well. outside <laughs> of Oscar Isaacs, we should say that an all-female cast, which you were an saying that they cast. were not sort of pushing, which yeah. might have helped with the marketing a little bit. Well, more. think about the marketing for, um, you know, Ocean's 8. Wonder Woman. for uh, Yeah, Wonder Woman. They could have really leaned on that, and it did not do well financially. And so, you know, maybe if they marketed it a little differently. But it is, for some, maybe... Uh, another a hard sell because it's a very slow burn of a sci-fi that kind thriller. of hard sci-fi is not a general audience thing. yeah no. it's very serious it's very sort of um reserved like natalie portman does a great job in this movie i think maybe one of her best roles ever but she's very reserved but she just does little things with her face that is like so good and we're but, obviously excluding the prequels because that's her best work <laughs> of course yes, yes. But everyone's that this everyone is right in the prequels there. that's their black best swan work. whatever <laughs> you know liam neeson Love him. Is he? Uh, <laughs> Annie, how you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that's number two. I think it's a, it's a masterpiece. Everyone who likes slow, burning, uh, sci-fi, hard sci-fi, go watch it. It's More great. of a 2001 audience or a, like yeah. we said, stalker it's audience one of those, opposed you know, to, this isn't the term. Quotations like thinking thinking man's or thinking person's sci-fi you know yeah yeah um if you compare it to something if you're a like rick and morty Sunshine. viewer your brain is probably big enough for yeah for hell yeah they dude. talk about I like you know, eighth grade and i like annihilation bro <laughs> they talk about uh yeah, you know it. they have like philosophical conversations in between action scenes so if you like those kind of movies check it out yeah definitely and then number one my favorite movie that i've seen in 2018 it's called Sorry to Bother You. Ooh, and this I did movie not see it. is a freaking trip. You have not seen it, Colin? I did. It? Uh, it really did not make that much of an impression on no. me. I got to say, people fucking love this movie this year. I definitely thought it was funny. Boots Riley, a musician, first time director, yes. Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta, something we both put down as one of our favorite TV shows of the year, a That's definite right. standout there. I get the comedy, Army Hammer. You like the horse cock stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not spoil anything because the less you know about this movie yes, going in, the that's better. That's true, yes. Um, so I do not want to say anything. Just say, don't even look at the trailers. It's it's a movie about telemarketing, maybe. But um, go well, watch I'll it. Say, I'll just say maybe that going into it thinking about that, it got maybe a little too preachy or was yeah. more preachy than I expected it's, it to be. It's not subtle about its themes. No. It's a very political movie. So can you movie. set up, at least for me, the, the concept here? Because I haven't seen it. I think yes. it's got a radio podcast or something. Lakeith no, it's about Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's, he's poor. He needs a job. Okay. He gets hired at this telemarketing place. That's Similar right. to a place that Colin and I have worked before in, in, our, in our life. Hmm. Um, Hell? <laughs> <laughs> essentially, yes. It's a very... So this is a very political movie. It's a very anti-capitalist movie. And um, those themes but are not subtle at all. it takes place in a all. surreal Oakland. Is that why it didn't make any money? 
<laughs> no, no, no. But uh, no, but it's 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 the most you know it's the most damning takedown of of our of our capitalist society that I've seen in a movie in a long time. But um, it is very surreal. It's it's sort of magical realism at times. I've heard it described as get out on acid. Whoa, so, <laughs> online. So yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, watch it because the third act goes completely off the rails and I don't want to spoil anything, but the less you know about it, the better, but gotcha. it gets insane. And no, I think that the political themes are not subtle, but they're, but I politically, I also agree with the movie too. So not to get into it too much, it but checks uh, your boxes. Yeah. It's, it's a very for me movie. So I don't know if it's for everyone, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and what's interesting is three of my top five are first time directors. Interesting. Bo Burnham on eighth grade hereditary's directors. It's the first time. And this movie, Boots Riley. And even Annihilation, it's a second go. So That's it's right. still yeah, early, on. early on. Yeah. And Spider-Man, I don't know how many, you know, what those guys have done before. But yeah. All um, three separate directors. Very confusing <laughs> yeah, yeah. there. And also my top five, none of them are really getting Oscar buzz in any serious way. Like, interesting. Yeah, you would have thought, sorry to bother you, best screenplay even, maybe. Yeah, well, I, after all the attention that Get Out got, which is much more of a mainstream movie, but this had a lot of similar ideas to get out and it did it in a more interesting way to me anarchy <laughs> but do you yeah guys, do you guys like the oscars yes i don't I always do. agree with them I, <laughs> I think they do make good choices maybe like 70 percent of the time no i'm talking oscar meyer oscar <laughs> no <laughs> I, oscar I isaac because i thought maybe it was a trash <laughs> <laughs> no no I, to, to be big fan of oscar isaac no my hot take is i i don't like the oscar awards i don't like the golden globes or any of that i'm not an awards guy i don't need an academy to tell me what I a like good the, movie is yeah. yeah i like to say i don't care what they pick but i do I'm sometimes to a certain fascinated degree. by the results yeah. but you know i'm not i want them to make the right choice even if i don't really care who wins you want to see good art be recognized yeah. and i understand because if that. you look at like you know 30 years ago or whenever like oscar mm. movies are things that people remember like what won best picture that year oh that was that should have won oh this right. other movie should have won over that movie yes but now yes time and following that lead and why i like the oscars is i i do understand that it's an award i don't watch golden globes emmys any of that stuff but with the oscars it is voted on by an academy of its peers yeah right. the inclusion rate has gone up so like jacob saying those yeah. movies from 30 years ago yeah that's what the white people like the <laughs> yeah most, the but peers now it's, it's getting yeah, a little you still closer have to appeal to yeah. a certain demographic to win yeah. an oscar yeah and, oh uh, you mean when avengers affinity war is going to get nominated for best popular <laughs> like they were trying to do yeah oh they are God. starting like a best popular movie category which venom. why bother you know yeah yeah <laughs> but right. oscar winner venom best popular but sorry movie. to bother you maybe a little bit less seen go check it out annihilation go check it out all these other ones, go check them out. And you know what? In the show notes, I'll put our tops and bottoms of the year. I'll put our list. And if you want to check out some of these Good movies, idea. there you go. You can oh, take please, a peek. Please, if you like yeah. my opinions, you probably like Jacob's opinions more than anybody. <laughs> but if you, whoever you kind <laughs> if of you agree with me on a lot of stuff, you'll like watch those movies. Hopefully all five of these movies. Exactly. And I, I agree, agree with, with most of your politics. So yeah, your movies choices. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, well, who doesn't? What's your, uh, what's your top five here? I'll go through some tops, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy to hit each of these. So I'll tell you my number one for the year. Not one you guys mentioned. But this is one that got buzz, not necessarily Oscar buzz. Mandy, <laughs> Mandy. Oh, Mandy is our is, favorite so, Nicholas Cage. Here's yeah, our beautiful I'm, man. I Nicholas definitely Cage. want to see this movie. <laughs> 
So, are you guys familiar with Cosmos Cosmos Panatos? <laughs> uh, sort of a little bit. I watched the trailer, and from the trailer, I was like, I want to see this movie. I just haven't mm. had a chance to yet. It's one that I talked up a lot to people in my life that yeah. I wanted to see. My father still does the Netflix DVDs. It was mm. there waiting for us they Christmas still have Day that on yeah, Netflix. Shockingly, <laughs> and I said, "Come they on, got red man, boxes. let's sit down, let's watch it." We sat in silence. Other than occasionally somebody going, no way, <laughs> no way, yeah, no way. The what trailer is looks this? insane. No way. And then it ended. I looked around at everyone. And I said, "Do you guys like it?" Everybody said, "Fucking loved it." Nice. Me too. And it goes in. I've heard a lot of people say that they cannot crack what it's about. I'll just say now broadly, if you guys are interested, addiction. It's a uh, battle of huh, addiction. So just look at it in that metaphorical way. Well, I love the aesthetic. I love Nicolas Cage's role yeah, in this. Maniacs. It's perfect for him to just overact, just chew that yeah. scenery. I've seen some trailers and some clips. It looks There's that scene in the trailer where he's crazy. like forging an axe or something, like an insane-looking yeah, battle yeah. axe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, yep. what is this? Yep. There's okay. a guy who invents, uh, or I guess he sells LSD in an LSD farm. Nicolas Cage walks up this huge, long hallway where only a blue light is like lit. Yeah. And the guy's like bathing his hands in the LSD, and then Nicolas Cage has to kill him with that insane otherworldly oh acts that he's made and you're just like yeah i guess this is a movie yeah. but it's got a weird like kind of biker like futuristic like weird like metal aesthetic to it it's got right? an insane aesthetic so you guys have you not seen his first film this is a second time director this is completely crowdfunded his first film uh he had made through school he's got an entire legacy i'll talk about in a moment but that film is called beyond the black rainbow did you guys ever catch that? oh i have heard of that I haven't seen no that. no never it's like a weird experimental film sort of like his take on the x-men it's a woman at a facility for gifted people sort of trying to get out and the visuals are insane. So it carries through on this. He's not making money, though. I mean, this is 100% crowdfunded. Right. Obviously, a lot of that probably went to Nicolas Cage's salary. There's no other huge actors in it. Interesting. His background, his father was a director who made the movie Tombstone, the Western. Oh, yeah. Oh. And he was a second unit director on that as like an 18-year-old. And he's just had residuals his entire life from working on that film. And he, he's able to fund his films through that. Isn't that wow. insane? That is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Wyatt Earp is his very friend. Very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Kurt Russell <laughs> is the reason that we have weird experimental films in our future. And I'm oh. very excited about that. I, well, it's definitely on my 2C list. Please, yeah, please check it out. We... We had a friend of the podcast, Jeremy, on here for our Stephen King episode. Go back and listen to that, where he said it was his number one of the year. Followed his advice to see it. Number one of the year, guys. Wow. Wow. I got to definitely check that out. Uh, Now I'll say number two, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Man. We loved that one very much. Into the (laughs) Spider-Man. I think that's a better title. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I'll just jump past that. Number three little return to form here guys we're talking a sequel to one film that had mm, nine sequels yeah. 10 sequels 20 sequels yeah <laughs> i'm talking halloween 2018 this yet the either. return yeah mike did you catch it no 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 i'm oh, really fascinated by it though you guys gotta catch it it's up there for again for cinematography the movies that are are the ones that i'm looking at this year are the visuals mandy spider-verse halloween had mm-hmm. the best visuals of any films i've seen in a long time from what i understand it definitely returns back to kind of the tone and like the oh, original God, yeah. and it gets away from that the rob zombie ones oh yeah which i thought sure. those were fine but like you know i wasn't a diehard about the original but so seeing those in contrast with the way the tone of this looks i see why people prefer 
this Halloween to Rob Zombie's Halloween. But do you guys want the grounded in this universe, the lack of the supernatural, because it is realistic as hell. But at the end of the day, I have to look at it and think, that's a white-haired Jamie Lee Curtis, who's no longer the sister of Michael Myers, but was the uh, babysitter that he hunted, which means he was a couple years older. That means Michael Myers is in his late 60s yeah. and is able to silently jump over buildings. Right, well, he's like a Jesus, right. superhuman, right? <laughs> How does that work? I was trying to think about this because we did our, our spooktacular episode yeah. um, and we were talking about kind of, right, well, what is Jason? Okay, he's got the machete and he's like indestructible. He's maybe undead. Freddy gets you in your dreams. What is Mike Myers? Just a dude? Just and a then guy. somebody was just explaining it, but he's just a guy. But his thing is he just moves forward and kills shit. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. He yeah. just kind of goes. And that's I've heard that argument. And he He's doesn't a shark, run. you're saying? Yeah, he just yeah. he just kills next thing, kill it next thing and like that's spooky that yeah. he just has no logic. He has right. no motivation. You see that a lot in this film. Him going house to house in single unbroken takes I, as yeah. a steady cam follows him and he just discovers murder. You're like, "Oh, <laughs> that makes him very scary." And that's what makes me want to see this is that take on Michael Myers because I don't right. to me he's never been had like an iconic trait besides the mask but if it's just this indiscriminate killing machine like that's that's pretty cool so i I definitely want to see it Mm. guys side little note amy nicholson she's a film critic she did a huge expose podcast unmasked the history of michael myers leading up to the film incredible interviews stuff like that Uh. check that out so good uh she points out in her research there has never been a serial killer reported who wears a mask in America's history. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that is crazy. And yet we have this fear through film. Every killer has a mask. Happy right. Death Day to you is about to have a killer that uses a mask to stalk his prey. Scream. Like there's a horror fear there. Like yeah. Scream legitimately parodied that by having a Halloween mask yeah, off the I shelf, know. right? So right. silly. I saw a review of it. There was they, they loved it. And what they mentioned was it, it's interesting because they're like they had to update it because now it's like what some guy stabbed four people like we have movie theater shootings who cares yeah and like so it's like so people are treating it like who fuck cares about michael myers like what is that guy and like they kind of play with that in the narrative i, I guess oh yeah there's that sort of lost appeal to the town where his legacy has fallen and to that's the also the franchise itself i think that's yeah, very definitely clever. yeah very true mike so I violence wanna, is on our minds now in america yeah i want to watch <sighs> it for sure i recommend Number four, movie called You Were Never Really Here. Did you guys see this? Joaquin uh, Phoenix? Yeah, it. no, it looked like just an evisceration. Exactly how I'd put it. <laughs> I he is to. a wrecking ball of a man. If you guys are a fan of, you know, a weird action genre pieces, this is sort of John Wick. John, John Wick. You know what? That's my new character, John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> it's uh, the professional. Uh, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it's John Wick. professional. John Wick. It's John Rick. John, John, John Rick. Rick's. John Rick. Morning. Hey, John Rick here. <laughs> it's John Rick. It's John Wick dialed up. I mean, it's much more serious. You're wow. not getting the fun world. You're getting a CIA killer who also is so depressed about his life, he tries to kill himself in like every other scene. Oh, man. It <laughs> is Rick and like, Morty. Oh, my I actually, God. I think I it felt like this with another Joaquin Phoenix movie that came out where he's like in a wheelchair. Oh, so I thought that's uh, what this is about. Uh, f- he, he won't get, never far get on foot. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Also yeah, many what a word year. title. So, and then when you think about it, and guys, I am not a Joaquin Phoenix defender. I, no. I go in this kind of against him, <laughs> and he wins me over with his performances. Wow. Huh. But he's got that film you just talked about. This one. Joker coming up. That's right. Uh, you know, the man is a fucking chameleon. <laughs> Could he be Wolverine? 
We hey, I pitched that on our Wolverine yeah, episode, Mike. That's that right. literally he should be the guy if he wasn't the guy Just in so other things. And I don't think yeah, you can really know. rely on Joaquin Phoenix to be interested in to stick like, around a franchise. No. You know? They thought about him for Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. He was shot picking up a lot of Doctor Strange comic books by paparazzi, and then at the end of the day, they just said, "This is going to be more than one movie." <laughs> the same oh, reason yeah, I was surprised that uh, you know I was surprised that Tom Hardy got cast as Venom because I was like, "There's no way he wants to do multiple Venom movies." But... You're surprised about that? I'm surprised about <laughs> Michelle Williams. It's yeah, like, what it. is she yeah. doing in that movie, dude? You were never really here. It felt oh, like they had that. Eastern promises like that oh, real yeah, yeah. gritty. That's a movie good, I loved. The, the action, dude. Well that's exactly yeah, what shot. I would recommend it. To. This is right up my alley. It's like old boy. The way America should have done it. Huh. Guys, following my trend, you're saying way it's shot. Fourth movie where I think the visuals are the interesting thing. A lot of the violence you never see. You'll see it through a reflection of a mirror or oh, wow. off of a security monitor. It's really more about the anticipation of a man with a claw hammer just going around destroying people <laughs> than uh, actually seeing him do it. And, and uh, it's fucking terrifying. Definitely but I'll jump to, to number five here. Hopefully, hopefully. This, this is one, one I got. Uh, I did see this, and, and I can't I, really I agree gotta, with it being I on your top five. What is it? What is it? Number five. We're talking Jason Statham in The Meg. Oh, he took the job. <laughs> the Meg. <laughs> take the job. I didn't see The Meg. <laughs> take it. I've seen Jaws though. So I have seen The Meg. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and I really like The Meg. It was such a fun movie to watch, but I would not put it. Jacob, on don't you like it exactly for what it is? Can't you just oh, it's great, love yeah. a movie for what it is? It's exactly yes. what you think it's going to be, and it's it's great. Yeah. In the '90s, I mean, you were talking about action movies of that time. We also had weird disaster monster movies. Did you guys ever see oh, Deep yeah, Rising with Treat Williams? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Um, yeah. You know, Lake any of Placid. those. Lake Placid. Thank you. Like that is a genre that Anaconda. I missed for so long of people Anaconda, who would have fun yeah. fucking Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> people who would have fun battling creatures in our world. You know, yeah. I don't need to see werewolves all the now. time. Yes. Like I think it's really well originals. done. I yeah. think it's a great um, well, like Asian-American code. I was about to say, what do you think about the Chinese presence in the film? I thought it was great. Well, the, the main female protagonist is uh, Chinese. The daughter character, who's like the most adorable little kid I they could have found. Um, and she is in a, she's in a love interest thing with Jason Statham, so they're really you know tying you know two worlds together you know but uh and i love the cast you know dwight schrute is the the bad guy it's great stuff as oh, the um, asshole <laughs> elon musk millionaire yeah. and you got That's ruby rose big fan of ruby rose um ruby rose god <laughs> and is, isn't she doing a lot in it yeah yeah does she's she got speak? Does such she speak? an eclectic cast she's like the tech the tech girl <laughs> yeah more than don't she worry about it it's great right right <laughs> um, yeah i i just couldn't recommend this more if you want to have a blast for 2018 oh yeah, oh, yeah. movies like this came and went rampage not fun skyscraper no. not fun this is oh, the, yeah. the funnest of all those thank movies. you yes, uh, absolutely funner than a lot of uh, look guys yeah uh, i'll talk about it in a minute but i put a marvel movie on my bottom and not a marvel movie in any of these tops because at the end of the day while i do think infinity war was fucking great yep it's hard to rewatch. Like right. when I think about how awesome Black Panther turned out, eh, you know, it's kind of a story I've seen a thousand times. The Meg, I ain't never seen the motherfucking Meg. <laughs> Even Venom is yeah. a, like similar story to Black Panther. Yeah. And there's a great twist where you think like they they actually killed the monster and then it's like, no, there's two monsters. <laughs> oh, what? They need a bigger boat? Yeah. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I saw it in theaters. It's a great like popcorn flick. I also like, saw it in theaters, <laughs> and I'm not yeah, embarrassed to say that for a minute. It's the king of the gimmicks, then. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Nice. Yeah. 
definitely recommend. Wouldn't put it on my top five, but it, it is. All right. So movie. Jacob's going to redo his top fives to <laughs> yeah, all right. the Meg. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're throwing over to you, Mike. I want to hear what you hit for top five for 2018. Yeah. So my top five is like, just what did I enjoy? Basically, it's like it's not about cinematography. It's not about writing. It's just what did I kind of what just kind of worked for me for whatever reason, whether it was appreciating it for what it was or it was just fun. So I had in no order Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. We talked about that. Loved that it. was great. Uh, Infinity War. But like you said, really hard to rewatch. But I just I enjoyed the Did you Thanos do a Netflix? One. Did you do a Netflix I, I rewatch? Yep. I just saw it. I've seen it twice. I think it, it really yeah, holds let's, up. Let's the, chat it out. I mean, yeah. it's the best, right? Is I like that yeah. everybody's top Marvel movie now. You're saying best of 2018 for you. Homecoming's still my favorite Marvel okay. movie. Yeah. Um, I really, I don't know. My, the ones I like are kind of weird. Like they don't have a lot of importance to the whole mythos. But I think like Thor Ragnarok is really good. That was very fun. Yeah. Gar- That's what Guardians you could just watch by really itself. Enjoyed. Right. Guardians yeah. one, you could just watch it. Yeah. At any time. This one, it feels like hard to rewatch yeah him. even though it's got peter quill there he's kind of not the same peter quill we saw in those gardens and he really mouse. pisses me off in that movie <laughs> that dumb son of a bitch man why you gotta <sighs> but i did rewatch this movie and i think it held up on rewatch because mm. you know all the banters entertaining all the characters there's so many characters in this movie so many characters but we're still talking best villain of the year right mm, actually yeah. that's another thing on my list that i want to chat about. well michael myers how's he for a villain um so we know old. about Infinity War. We've Fucking done it. old. That's how he is. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, my other two, well, I'm going to save my number five, but so we have Spider-Man, Infinity War, um, a lot of superheroes because that's what I go see generally. Uh, Incredibles 2 I thought was fun. Not I have f- not seen that yet. It was, it was fun. It's like, it took 14 years. It's good. Mike, you're all about that Elastigirl butt. <laughs> how how the, the culture of the internet changed the minute 40-year-old men were like, wait a minute, that cartoon got a butt. By any stretch of the imagination. That's Rule 34, 101. Um, <laughs> another sequel that's on my list will be Deadpool 2. And uh, I think Cable is... Thanos is maybe better, but Cable's an awesome villain. Same actor. Yeah, same actor. I was so impressed by how Juggernaut it looked. Now, this is a movie that we all did see, right? Jacob, you've seen Deadpool 2? I thought it was great. I thought one thing I did not like about it is they killed freaking his wife like in the first scene of the movie yeah, and i was like what the fuck sense. and i know they had to have some kind of tragedy or stage that was almost whatever. katie holmes you know but yeah Thank but it's God like it really, wasn't you know there's a trope called you know putting the girl in the fridge or whatever that's like a legit thing that happens all the time where they kill off like female characters for like dramatic just to effect. drive the story uh, yeah and so i kind of was bummed me out that it did that just in the very first scene but i mean it made sense story-wise but it's like you know I don't know. It's overdone. You know? What is a Deadpool movie where he is married? Yeah, but you're just going to kill this character. Like, Marina Baccarin, I like her a lot. You know, she was Serenity. Interesting... Yeah, she played an interesting character in the first one. Like, I don't know. Yeah. that. I mean, the movie's about him getting over yeah. the loss of her, right? I mean, the whole thing, he goes to the flashbacks of the dreams, and she has to say, just, you know, it's not your time, oh, yeah. Wade. You got to live your yeah, life. Yeah, in that weird know? apartment with the barrier force field. Oh, I did not like any of that. Either. Yeah, that's a yeah. little strange. So... I thought it was fun though. Juggernaut's awesome because I liked it because so it was just Deadpool stuff, the fun stuff with Colossus, and you know. Oh, what a year for Josh Brolin too! Yeah, what oh, a yeah. year, Josh Brolin. Since Thrash, and I have not been a year to be a man who's fifty years old and looks like yeah. he could lift all three of us up on top of each other. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think man. the Cable character and his uh, his backstory in that movie was really interesting. His motivations. And I like the Cable universe. Like, let me yeah. see what what is like. Where's Bishop? You know what's going on over there in the fucked up all war but you know who I really liked in that movie was Domino 
Uh, Zazzy yeah. Beats. Yeah. She and was very her, cool. The way her, she has a power of luck and the way mm-hmm. they showed that on film. And then they really say, you can't, that's not a power you can show. And then they, <laughs> and then they show it. how she has luck. You know, I gotta say, like, I was so worried that she would be incredibly underdeveloped in that film, which is totally fair. If she was, she's just a side character. She doesn't right. need to be the driving force. But at the end when she says, Oh, this is why I came to you guys. My power is leading me here. This is the orphanage I grew up. And I was like, Oh, this is fucking great. <laughs> like yeah. what an adorable little yeah. trait to, you know that she's just helping these orphans too. I love that he builds mm-hmm. up that whole Deadpool squad just yeah. for a, basically an extended bit Rob Delaney <laughs> oh, the man. keeper guy Peter the guy yeah, yeah the guy that just normal guy and then the invisible guy who ends up being a celebrity cameo which is really funny Brad, yeah that was great Brad Pitt's most recent role <laughs> yeah once again where are you Brad <laughs> and we're rooting is, for you did you guys see Once Upon a Deadpool no, no, I, I didn't either. That? And like, I love Fred be, Savage. Couldn't be less. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 isn't no, no. that like a, that's just a recut of Deadpool two that makes it PG? But they shot so more scenes with Fred Savage. Right, it's like Princess Bride doing Princess Bride. But yeah. to go the route that they've gone, where if you go to Best Buy right now on the shelves, you see Deadpool two Blu-ray, Super Duper Cut, which is the extended yep. cut R rated, which you can buy as well, and then next to it is Once Upon a Deadpool the. Two? I PG-13. mean, I don't even know if the two's on there. The yeah. PG-13 of Deadpool 2. Right. It's like, yeah, I love the options, but what the fuck, motherfucker? That well, is insane. Really, they don't really explain that it's just a recut of Deadpool 2, because I thought it was like a whole different like Christmas movie, because it's called Once Upon a Deadpool, and I was like, what is I this? wish. Yeah. Jacob, I wish. If it was, we would be there <laughs> right now. Shot it. I thought right. it was the Deadpool Christmas movie for like I guess a long if you were going to do that, is Princess Bride even a Christmas movie? Just do Die Hard stuff to it. I understand yeah. that it's got an overarching narrative. He just narrative. loves Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah fucking right. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, my last, uh, this is my fifth top movie of the year and i think this is one i enjoyed the most Ooh, and it's mission impossible fallout damn oh. how is this not on anybody else's I've list seen, well, i put it on my honorable mentions it's got practical effects tom cruise is back baby riding a motorcycle baby. you know and it's it's finally an action it's the best action movie since mad max fury oh Road. i love that absolutely I love that. it's it really good action um i still think my favorite mission impossible is I think it's the fourth one where they climb the the Burj Khalifa yes. and everything with the with. I think that's still the, my favorite standalone movie, but this is probably my second standalone movie in that series. The reason I think it works and it's my favorite is it's like not a masterclass, but it's like a lesson that every action movie should take, where it's all about complications and like creating using time as you know like the the pressure cooker right right? so it's like okay i'm gonna go do this mission complication we're sending henry cavill i don't like him all right next we're gonna get the thing oh you know it's it's the way they bring in obstacles and like the other agents it's really well choreographed you always know what their goal is in every scene it's not just like and then action happens it's like no we have to get the thing or escape or get from a to b or get this guy out of jail like there's always a goal it's always clearly defined it's well directed well choreographed and it's practical the physicality of the fights is so good too right yeah and there's not an overuse of cg it's just yeah. fucking awesome yeah and tom cruise he still really goes for it old you know older tom cruise still doing his own stunts and whatnot still doing all yep. kinds of crazy things jumping off buildings and everything and if you like alec baldwin <laughs> he's in it my main problem with this movie is that it felt like there was like 
It was just like twist, then twist, then double cross, double cross. That's what double I mean cross, by complication. You know? I guess it could yeah. feel a little contrived. Yeah, that's, like it felt uh, like um, it felt like Superman, um, Henry Cavill. He fucking changed sides like five times. I was like, who are you working for? There was like what a double, double triple quadruple cross. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, you're making this character too smart. Like yeah. we are not as smart to think that he would be yeah on four different yeah, sides. Yeah, they're all four steps ahead. Like I knew you were gonna do that. That's why I did this. Yeah. That's why I did this. It's like ah, oh, but I did like me. it. It's like the end of every Sherlock Holmes book. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, you thought we were getting tricked? No, Tom Cruise is five steps ahead, baby. <laughs> Tom Cruise is always five <laughs> steps ahead, baby. Because he so, he's always running. Christopher McGuire, the man who directed that film, oh, yeah. has been contributing to those screenplays. He has been Tom Cruise's cleanup artist for a long time. He has worked with him in the Jack Reacher franchise. That was the first film he actually directed. The other Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not as big as a fan of those, although they are very interesting and cool. Right. Um, he, uh, Chris McQuire, of course, Usual Suspects was the first screenplay he uh, wrote. He was with BS for an incredibly BS. long time. Yes, uh, and know, wrote Valkyries the star and, and the X Men stuff. Very questionable. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So Chris McQuire is a guy who's had a background for a very long time. His contributions to the Burj Khalifa stuff that you enjoyed, he came up with that as well uh, as the Blue is Glue, Red is Dead sequence stuff. I think that's, that's my favorite also standalone astounding. Mission Impossible. The Burj Easily, Khalifa. right? So he started directing with the last one, Rogue mm. Nation. Since then, he's the first director to return. He's the only huh. one who's done two Mission wow. Impossibles Fallout. Would you like to see a third? Yeah, in that I actually series? like these so. last three the best, like Rogue yeah, Nation. Right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's got such a great fucking handle on this yeah. franchise. He knows how to rein in <laughs> the Xenu Lord himself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I guess like make him look his and best. And I, I like that Simon Pegg is like Absolutely. an enduring part of this Benji. cast. I like that they keep bringing uh what's his name back? Um, Ving Rames. Ving Rames. Guys, yeah. I read an entire breakdown <laughs> from Christopher McQuarrie about how he staged the third act and how it's more sophisticated for the audience than any other third act of a film because it's built around Ving Rames disarming the nuke. Right. And every time we leave to go anywhere else, we always check back with him on comms. So you yeah. feel connected to all the action in a way that you never do in other action movies. Yeah, and I right. think that's genius. Yeah. It's all, everything matters. Everybody's goal matters. And like, yeah, the way it's connected. Oh, man. Love it. It's a spicy meatball. That's a perfect it's pick, a Mike. That, yeah. is, that is maybe one of the best movies of the year. It, I guess it was the craft and like, yeah. The directing, the way they just pulled it off, an action movie that makes sense. It's not just action for action's sake. It's like, wow, there's motivations. And I mean, right. it's a super double, triple cross, but it's, it's good. All right, let me ask you this. When are we going to get best stunt for Ooh, the Oscars? That that's that's going to get a lot of people killed. Motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But come on. You have to honor these guys who are pulling this stuff off. Best right. practical effects. Or something, you know. Oh, I would love that, too. Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's hit that first. Then we're going to come back. We'll talk 2018 bottoms of the year for all three of us. That's right. And then we'll hit it. We're back. We're talking tops and bottoms. We're talking just generalities, hanging out, talking what we loved in 2018, what we hated, That's talked right. about our movies, future, a lot of movies, hopes for 2019. But let's talk worse, Jacob. Worse yeah. So my worst. These are generally because here's the thing: if I see if I see a movie that or if I see a trailer or something or hear about a movie that I think I'm not going to like, I usually don't go see it. So I, don't I don't like have, things. 
pushing my own, you know, perception. You guys don't yeah. even, you don't wait and do the TV viewing then? That's my whole, if I get a stink on Sometimes, yeah, that's I'll how just, I saw I'll some of these movies. But generally, out. I don't seek out a lot of bad movies, so I don't have a lot, you know, I had a hard time even filling out five, but... Wow. And some of these movies I even enjoy to a 30. degree. <laughs> and again, I probably go to worse movies yeah, than, probably. than better movies, but okay. Mm. <laughs> but the five worst ones that I've seen are the ones that disappointed me the most. Um, number five, The Predator. Okay. Have you seen that, Colin? I have not. It's the only movie that <laughs> I've wanted it. to see oh this gosh. year. It's oh all gosh. I dream about. I'm a Shane Black fan. He's back. I'm a Predator fan. He's back. Uh, he's, he's back, back. but he's... It, yeah, he's, he's, he's back and bigger back than back ever. Back in black, fucker. This movie is so disappointing. I saw it on a plane. But it is enjoyable to a degree. Like there is some good moments, um, some good action. The plot is like crazy. It's trying to be too many things at once. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a global warming like allegory. It's a movie about a little kid that has autism or or something like. He's, and he's but he's also a secret. He's like a genius. You know, it's the the trope of like the autistic kid is a secret the genius. Savant, the savant, savant. Yeah, um, a trope I love. <laughs> trip I love guys I hope, I hope a doctor finds me one day and reads my brain and says this is what's really been going on Colin you are a genius but he's so genius that of all the, the he's the considered the alpha of the humans by the predators because they're of trying to all humans yeah he's like you're yeah like he, they specifically like seeked out this kid and the twist is that the whole time you think it's Boyd Holbrook who plays the kid dad because they keep saying his last name and then the twist is that no we're talking about your, oh, the your predator son keeps saying English yeah. No. He translated like on a oh, computer. Okay. He's like, oh. the leader among you is named McKenna. And then you're like, oh, it's fucking Boyd Holbrook. And then it's like, no, it's this fucking kid. So He's the genius. warrior culture values this kid's brain. Yeah. And the yeah, whole plot of it, sense, right, really. is to spoil a little bit, but, you know, global warming is a thing, right? So the predators know this and they know Earth is going to go extinct in like a couple hundred years or whatever. So they're coming to Earth now. It's like when an animal goes extinct and like hunters... Or like collectors will try to like get uh, one because they're a rarity. Preservation you know? society. So humans are a rarity to predators. So more and more are coming to Earth. Last chance to get a white yeah. rhino. You know <laughs> exactly, exactly. How much expanding of the sci-fi mythology do you need for the predators, Jacob? Because <laughs> well, you get an introduction here of the predator dogs. <laughs> There's yeah. some you get interesting the concepts. Super yes. predator. The so predator these are dogs, two yes. new things introduced to that world. Do you need that, or do you just well, need the predator the whole, in a simple plot? I actually like this the whole super predator thing. So the reason for that is they they're changing, adapting every species that they hunt. They take whatever dominant trait that species has and adapts it into their own body. What is oh, this hold like? on. What? Hold, hold on. on. Hold so on. this predator is shooting up HGH. He's going around. <laughs> no, no, it's just they're, they're sucking they're down creatine doing, on every they're planet. They're doing like evolution of themselves. They're the board now. They're yeah. just the board. <laughs> but so the, the super predator is the best predator ever. So like a normal predator, which so is the handsome. first predator that comes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah he is oh, they're strong there's so many uh funny references to like obvious obviously but like um when she when um uh olivia munn the scientist goes and she's like she looks at him and says oh you're one beautiful motherfucker oh like dutch dutch saying you're one ugly motherfucker right exactly right, twist right, that. Right, they say get to the choppers uh, at one time I mean, but they're talking about motorcycles i love predator yeah. Yeah, the original yeah. is, is I even like the Adrian Brody one. Yeah, Predators. <laughs> I thought that one was like enjoyable. And there's a samurai so predator. We've got yeah. Predator, Predator Two, Predators, the Predator. And A V P and A V P two. Yes, thank you. But those aren't really canon. Requiem. <laughs> but so yeah, what 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 used to be a normal predator is now seen as like the weakest and this the fucking super predator comes and kills it easily. Yeah, Arnold ain't shit. You hear uh, that, Arnold? <laughs> you you killed a baby. Right. And then a whole yeah. squad of, and then oh, and then um, 
I mean, they were commandos. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, yeah. and Arnold. Well, that's what the, this group is kind of like. Just muscles. The yeah, loony, but Thomas yeah. Jane is a guy who says pussy too much. Yeah. Well, he has, um, <laughs> yeah, he has uh, Tourette's, and then they're all kind of some kind of crazy because because Boyd Holbrook he gets locked up on the like Looney the Suicide bus. Squad, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, but yeah. They're not like Jesse Ventura carries a minigun. Like he <laughs> that is should be so on a helicopter. Big, they're definitely, yeah, definitely toned down from that. Yeah. But yeah, Trevante like, Rhodes, Keegan Michael. Key, yeah, from Moonlight. Um, yeah, and then um, Sterling K. Brown is the the antagonist human, and he's great. I love him. He's like a little quippy guy. He's like always getting, you know, he's he's kind of cool, but you hate him at the same time. He's like a dick all the time, but he's he's a great. Oh, we character. love Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> Big shout yeah. out on Black Panther. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was number five, The Predator. But what do you want? What could fix that? Because it made no money, guys. I don't know. Maybe just, we don't need a million. I don't think we movies. need a million predator movies. Guys, yeah. hands up. We don't need any more predators. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, Hollywood. You can stop making them. <laughs> yeah, you Hollywood, have permission. Shane Black, stop it. Well, you can say when you got a bunch of muscle guys with guns, this will be the last point, and then they get wrecked, that establishes the threat. Right. Yeah. But if it's the just the best like, of the best. Yeah, like these are the best of the best, and they are just getting destroyed. Okay, this thing is dangerous. But now it's like. There's one that's better than that. And these well, that's guys, how they. That kid yeah. has autism. That guy <laughs> says pussy too much. This Boyd Holbrook is like a super Olivia sniper. Olivia Munn is just like a doctor. Yeah, she's a scientist. She also who, shoots good. Yeah, but the, the yeah how they how she teams up with Boyd Holbrook and his crew is like so convoluted. The plot makes no sense. It goes all over the place. Five um, out of five. But just the, <laughs> make her one of the loonies. Well, no, she's a scientist who's been interested in aliens since she was a kid. Oh, cool. That's her thing. Hey, Remember Jurassic too. World when they had the dinosaur doctor who never saw a real dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Jesus and Christ. The, how they establish the threat in this one is that it's the normal predator and it's fucking up, you know, humans. Humans have no chance against it, normal humans. It's killing like crazy. Then about halfway through the movie, the super predator comes and fucking kills this thing in three seconds. And you're like, well, if that thing was fucking up the humans, this thing's really going to fuck us up. So that's their escalation. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Cop out. We're good on Predator movies. Some interesting ideas, but didn't always always work for me. We need a bigger Arnold. Number four. And this is a movie that, you know, Mike might have a problem with. Jurassic Park. What? what? That's on your bottom. That's on my bottom. I didn't make it on my tops. Well, the second half, if that was the whole movie, it would have been on my tops. I just hate this movie. I hate the first, um, you know, new newer movie in this franchise. I just hate these new movies. Jurassic World. Yeah, interesting. Jurassic if World, I had yeah. remembered I saw this movie this year, it would be on my bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> on your bottom, um, really? Yes. All these stuff about the... We can just talk about it freely. Yeah. The, freely. All the stuff about the human cloning is... Mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the fact that there's also a black raptor that snuck around a house like a haunted house is almost the entire last half <laughs> right. of the movie. You were always saying you wanted it to start talking. Guys, I swear to God, if it could have just said, here I come, as it would have just like opening doors, then it would, would probably be my number one. If the Meg had spoke... Awesome. <laughs> so they didn't quite. All right. <laughs> they, they didn't, we need more speaking speaking monsters in movies. Yes. Right? Yes. They didn't jump enough shark yes, for you. Exactly. <laughs> right. It stalls out halfway through and they crash. They, That's my big critique. See, in my opinion, is the second half is they're just building the ramp. Like they haven't even, <laughs> That's they didn't even put the shark tank under it. That's yet. interesting. Right. You say that because your expectation, I think, Mike, and what you want is the dinosaurs going to the real world. Colin Trevor wrote the screenwriter and mastermind between the first one and now the second he wrote and now directing the third after right. he dropped out of Star Wars says they are 
they're not going to society. It's not going to do that. It might be more Isla Nublar This stuff. is what I want. I mean, I don't know. Huh. Let me pitch. The greatest Jurassic World 3, right? I have no interest in... Uh... Just go wait, ahead, go Jacob. Ahead, go ahead. We have human cloning established, right? I have no interest. <laughs> we, in the third movie. We have human cloning established, yes. right? We know that Blue is the best. We know that Chris Pratt is the best. I want the, <laughs> I hate everything you're saying. Keep I want going. the bad guys to clone Chris Pratt and Blue, but it's oh red. God. Yes. So we have evil. <laughs> yes, it is, it's his top. What it's would, like what a would clone Chris Pratt? Why would they want to clone because Chris Pratt? Because he's the only one yes, who can control the raptors. he's the only one who can the control them, obviously. Oh. They need his mind. So you think a clone of him would be able to control Brought. clone of blue Is we're talking hollywood here <laughs> yes so, so you have evil chris pratt yes. evil blue. this is just turning into pokemon it truly by the end of <laughs> the like, movie when he is in that bedroom and the black one is attacking and he says blue get her and blue jumps yeah. in front of him to fight it it is motherfucking pokemon <laughs> that's his put, pikachu right? put a saddle on that bad boy yeah. we got dino let's riders. get out of here dude yeah, yeah exactly anyway. oh, i do love dino riders. just make oh. it the dumbest thing maybe he gets the clone goes wrong, and then you have a half-human, half-raptor Chris Pratt. That was the original <laughs> oh pitch. I think that is the route that it's going to go down. Or it's going to be more of these, like, it'll have a brontosaurus head, but a raptor body. I you don't know, want It's going to be more of this sci-fi bullshit. And not to stay too much, but you know, you got like, oh, well, what if the Russian mob had dinosaurs, and you just sent a strike team of Chris Pratt and his raptor to, like, clean up this mess. Yeah, go again, get the dinosaurs. I don't understand the black market appeal of these people being like because they can be killed by your guns. assassinations will be so much cleaner in your countries once you have the power of dinosaurs. Like no, there are like, Komodo dragons exist. People do not just fling them into cars, you know, gangs to fight each other. It right. does not the, make the sense. The Mexican drug cartels yeah. are just going to unleash. <laughs> oh shit! Like no, that it will never happen. And get it out of your head. They can be killed by guns. I mean, like, <laughs> it can be killed by anything. Not if you give them armor, okay? <laughs> Dino Rhino armor, problem solved. Know. Okay. I just you know, don't know. you might have heard of this game that I like called Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah, which is I'm Dino riding around Rider. on a lot of dinos. You know, <laughs> give us Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah, I don't know. The Mad movie. Max meets Jurassic World. In now, a <laughs> hold on, erase why not? this why not? because this is our own separate pitch. Delete. I think that a post-apocalyptic world where people are just riding dinosaurs—that <laughs> sounds dope. I'd watch hell. that. Yeah, that's Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, but it's steampunk too. Yeah, shit, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. The, the forerunners. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's Jurassic World. It's on Horizon. the bottom. So, so that's number four, Jurassic Park. Number three, Bird Box. The Netflix phenomenon, Bird Box, phenomenon. underwhelming. The Bird Don't Box know why it's challenge. so popular. You know that's how I got up here today. I did the Bird Box challenge oh, yeah. on the freeway. <laughs> no, I read some some teenager did that and yeah. crashed their car. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, people, don't drive blindfolded. No, this is natural selection in action. It's fine. Yeah. This is how nature has deemed it. If people are going to Bird Box challenge, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Crash, that's what I'm fine. all about. Do not help these Unless people. Unless they crash into me, boxing. though. Like, what if you're just on the street in some Natural fucking... selection, Jacob. You're the, you're the gazelle uh, in that instance. The theory. blind cougar just took you out. Just yeah, happens. Bird Box overall, interesting idea. You know, once you know the idea, it's like... Anybody else very see this? I did not. Didn't see it. Super underwhelming. Don't know why it's being raved about so much, but I think it's a very normy movie if that yes. makes sense like not to be insulting but no. like it's like a it's like a movie like this for people who haven't seen five million other movies like this you know red letter media i saw the review on it and they described it as like mom horror 
Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I like Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's yeah. in this movie? Sandra Bullock's in this? Okay. And, oh, she can't look at, you know. That's it's funny. Like, Parents were pushing it on Christmas. Hey, have you guys heard of this? And I was like, no. Yeah. No, we are not <laughs> watching like, that. Yeah, I watched it, wanted to see what All the Rave was about. Not great. Not as good as A Quiet Place. Very similar concept. Not as well done. That also has Trevante Rhodes from Predator. That's oh, yeah, two movies yeah. of yours. He's in the yeah, bottom. Yeah, Trevante Rhodes. Yeah, from what he I was said. not very good in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Sandra Bullock is good. Most of the side characters are very badly acted. Machine Gun Kelly's in this movie. Machine Gun Kelly. What? I love it. MGK Cleveland's own. That's you know, right. That's the kill right. shot man himself. <laughs> For some reason, he's in this movie. Didn't know he was an actor. Uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> what does? What is his? Does he play a? He plays a, a drug dealer. Okay, yeah. thank you. That's what I was kind of. He's a drug dealer, to. and then another character is like this this hot female cop, and she and he's like, "You want to buy some drugs?" She's like. No, I'm a cop, right? And then they end up hooking up, and then of course they get together. And they're in a the apocalypse. What does this yeah. have to do with the apocalypse? Because well, they're all stuck in a house together. But they're still selling drugs. No, he was like a drug dealer in, a, in before this all uh, happened. Oh, yes. But like, so basically, a whole the 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 idea of the monsters is kind of silly if you don't know it. Um, if you look at the monster, you go insane and kill yourself immediately. <laughs> you go insane. It's okay. it's Lovecraftian without ever showing what the monster looks I'll like. Never cool. see it, right? Okay. Yeah, it's very Lovecraftian. Do you think it is tentacle sort of? Cthulhu? The only thing they show at one point is a crazy character who's seen it and survived, drawing pictures of it, and it's like all kinds of crazy looking things. How so it's just survive? like a, yeah, it's a Lovecraftian horror of unimaginable. An eldritch uh, monstrosity. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they actually shot monster scenes for this but it looks so silly that they didn't end up using them and i think it but kind of works that you've never in. actually seen it yeah but it's like okay you never because what could be what could be um you know not seen as underwhelming when it's described as something so insane that you yeah. immediately kill yourself yeah, yeah you it would be lower on your list <laughs> well, if you saw right. it definitely what i hear is the biggest problem is that they undercut all their own tension by starting at the end so, yeah, that's true. You can, oh, it has a narrative dissonance? Yeah, yeah. It cuts back and that. forth between... You start at the end of the story yeah. and they tell you how did we get here. And you can see that none of the adult characters have survived except for Sandra Bullock. So you're just waiting for so them So you all see the all these characters and there's no mystery because you know at the end it's Sandra Bullock and the kids. Yeah, which, that's true. That's a really dumb way to make a movie. Yeah, and the whole favorite so, way to make a yeah. movie. <laughs> there's a whole plot point of... Apparently, if you could fan in, edit it, and I bet it would be actually very good. Chop <laughs> off that first scene. Yeah. No, my main actually my main problem with this movie is that there's a whole plot of how they have to get the plot moving because if you just stay in the house forever and don't look outside, you're perfectly fine. Right. So to get the plot moving, they have groups of crazy people who have seen the monster. Who, if you're apparently if you're crazy or you have some kind of mental mental illness and you see it, you don't kill yourself. Instead, you just obsessed with making everyone else look at it and see the truth and kill yourself so if you're generically and, crazy yeah which you won't kill yourself so badly described other people and looking. it's such a weird like look on like mental illness because it's like well, what counts as crazy like if you have depression yeah, can you bipolar. look at it yeah if you have you know whatever schizophrenia anxiety there's different levels of everything you know mental illness right 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 but no, it's just generically crazy people who have who have seen the monster and are now going house to house Whoa, trying to get survivors to look that. at it. Which that's hey, kind of hello, it was, open up. It was fine <laughs> if it wasn't crazy people, but it's just like for some reason yeah. some people get infected right. and they don't die. They just want yeah, to. It's but almost it, it, more it, like a zombie movie. I didn't realize it had that element. No. But it builds it so so strongly that if you look at this thing, you're gonna die. Like you're gonna kill yourself immediately. And they just decide that that's not how it works. Yeah. So the rules aren't clearly defined for the Oh, monster. not at all. Not at all. That's, nothing is really described. I mean, it's all very abstract. Nothing is described for nothing that you see. <laughs> 
and the people yeah. who survive it, you don't know why they survive because it. Because they're yes, generic. Sounds like a crazy. very well thought yeah. out movie. We need we need <laughs> rules like gremlins. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. Right. That's it. Just do that, and then when you don't, consequences. This seems like eh, sometimes you can look at it and not die. So, you know. It was very stigmatizing of people with mental illness because they are like the bad guys trying to get everyone else to look at it. Mm. And that's what causes Sandra Bullock's whole house group to fall apart, essentially. They have like a sleeper agent who yeah. mucks everything up. Yeah. So did Perfect. not like that at all. Did not like this movie. Super underwhelming. What does the title mean? So <laughs> that's true. It's literally just, in a box. the yeah. most general question you could ever have. No, it's actually very literal. Um, Oh. They have birds that warn them when the monster is coming. Oh, it's like a canary in a coal mine. Yeah, and so uh, she, when she goes on the river, she puts them in a box. <laughs> oh, okay. Do so they also have to have... Wait, <laughs> it's just called that because she puts them in a box? <laughs> Do they yeah. also have to have little blindfolds on the birds? No, because she just keeps <laughs> yeah, them in the box. Right. And when they start chirping, that's when she knows the monster is close. Oh, so. okay. Can like yeah. a deer look at it? Or and just like slit its <laughs> Potentially. <through? laughs> <laughs> just runs into traffic. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But anyway, oh, so that's wow. number three on my list. Um, five out of just five. Just blah. You know, very blah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, last question. Worse or better than Quiet Place? Oh, worse. Much worse. worse. Okay. Yeah. That's what Quiet I, Place is much better done. People have cool. been comparing it to yeah. like... Yeah. You know, and and our upcoming one, The Tasteless Zone. Yeah, the new horror about movie. people who can't just, taste stuff. What if I can't feel anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> smell. Yeah. If you smell it, you die. <laughs> Wait, oh, plug your nose. Silent but deadly. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Make yes. that right now. Green light that? That's already been green light. Netflix will green light anything, man. Yes. Blumhouse has already... Leota, and if I smell it, we're all dead. Chantix. No. And Sandra Bullock in this movie. Also, quit smoking with Chantix. I don't like the idea of something controlling me. Oh, Ray Liotta. Okay. But Sandra Bullock in this movie, she super weird character and she doesn't name these she has these two kids called boy and girl and they're like five years old every element that you say I am getting so much angrier what the fuck are you talking about she She doesn't name her kids why does she she name her kids because she doesn't want to well one of them is like someone else's kid that she has to raise she doesn't want to get too attached to him she never wanted to be a mother She's like a super what? unlikable character. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god! And she just calls them boy and girl, and she's like super boy, mean to them. <laughs> come to me, boy. And they're all wearing blindfolds, and she's yeah. just saying boy and girl over wow. and over, while a guy who's schizophrenic comes up and tries to tug it's on like, their uh, blindfold. It's like God of War. God of War, boy. Boy, That'd you're all right. Movie. And then there's yeah, Red, Red Dead. Dead boy. <laughs> Red, Red Dead. Dead. It was a, a big lot year of boy for memes. Boy. Yeah. yeah, a lot of boys. Right. So that's number three, Bird Box. Number all two. Right. Pacific Rim Uprising, horrible sequel to a movie that I liked a lot. Oh, yeah. Loved yeah, yeah. it. It's terrible. <laughs> loved how terrible it's so it was. so bad. I love The whole Charlie it Kelly is the bad guy now, mm-hmm. like, or Ch- not Char- Charlie Day. Yep. Oh, you I hated that the, so much. What do you think of the little scrapper girl who builds her own? Oh, it's like Bumblebee. Yeah. Solo pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, Bumblebee it. ripped off Pacific Rim. It's also bad. Like, he got addicted <laughs> to being connected to these things so I like he's it. a bad guy I did not I John Boyega is so unlikable in oh, that yeah. film that it mm, going I don't think forward that's his with fault, him though. yeah I don't know he put a lot into that movie being a success and yeah. his underdevelopment in Star Wars I'm, I'm looking at this guy and I'm just wondering when he's going to get the right thing going yeah that's true I mean he's likable in interview and, yeah right but very much his so. roles have been flat Star yeah, Wars is very flat so. yeah and then, yeah, so that's number two. 
very forgettable. You don't movie. even want to talk about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to go to, you know, what everyone it. wants to hear, yeah. which is uh, number one, the wizarding world of oh, what's it called? You know, fantastic beasts, <laughs> crimes of Grindelwald. Wait for it. Uh, um, <laughs> the wizarding world of Grindelwald. Fantastic Grindelwalds and the Moonlight. crimes that they commit. All right, yes, guys. The crime of the Grindelwald. Oh my god! All of our favorite <laughs> movies of the year, for sure. So Colin and I saw this together. Yes. Thanksgiving weekend. We have so many thoughts on this. Mike's seen this. We've all been waiting to talk about it, right? I have a fan theory, actually, really quick. <laughs> okay. I think the crimes of the Grindelwald is the monster in Bird Box that makes you want to kill yourself <laughs> if you look at it. Yeah, I, it's just I the movie crime of Grindelwald. That I think the crime of <laughs> Grindelwald is that he throws away his little lizard friend. Who I believe <laughs> That's the calls, one crime he commits in this movie. <laughs> I believe yeah. he calls Ricardo. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio. Antonio. Yes. Right, oh, so, so needy. <laughs> <laughs> The yes. best scene in a movie ever made. <laughs> Probably. So, this is my number one worst movie of the year. Colin, is this your worst movie of the year? No, it's, you know, I didn't list it on mine. It's, okay. So, and here's why. Because I am, this is a fascinating one. This, it to is, me, yeah. this might reach Rocky Horror levels of just insanity. You think Going so? forward. It is. It's such an interesting movie for why it so fails. Jiltering. It yeah. fails on every level, though. Mm-hmm. The the actors are giving bad performances, I think, across the board. I think there's some good performances. Really? I don't like Newt Scamander, but I did like Jude Law. I did Newt like Zoe Kravitz. No way. Yeah. It's all bad. The writing's bad. Acting's bad. See, I think it's well bad. shot. It's well, um, you know, the effects are good. I think the writing is the most damning thing about mm. it, and that's what makes it a horrible movie. It's interesting that J.K. Rowling hates her characters because she takes a character like Queenie, who all of a sudden is mind controlling Jacob. And you're right. like, what? And she's going over to the dark side. Essentially, yeah. it's her arc. Yeah. It's her dark side arc in this movie. Yeah. It makes no sense. You're introducing her Nagini motivations don't make like sense. Like a good character who works in a circus. And right. Like, this doesn't Why make any do sense. Either. So just remember yeah. when Neville Longbottom beheads that snake in Harry he's Potter. Killing he's a nice killing Chinese a nice woman. Korean this woman. lady <laughs> Korean from woman, yeah. yeah, she's dead now. And yeah, I don't know. It's it, I I said um, it's an exercise in inefficiency in every way. The script is inefficient. The use of an expensive budget to produce something that oh, just does true. not work is inefficient. Like it's shot well, but for for what? Right, a terrible story. Right. Well, everything about it. Yeah, here's what I think. So this is you know J.K. Rowling never wrote the scripts for the Harry Potter movies. Now she's a, the only credited right. screenwriter on this one and the last one, and it's clear oh, that boy. she doesn't know. She some people can write books, some people can write screenplays, some people can do both. Some people can't do both. And I don't think she understands screenplays. She doesn't understand three-act structure, which is crazy because I think the Harry Potter novels are so well-constructed. Now her plots just go everywhere. And it's written more like a novel, but not even a good novel. But, you know, there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of characters explaining their backstories. You know, there's the plot just stops for like 15 minutes for everyone to like explain what's going on. It really does. They literally stop (laughs) in a room. The climax of the movie. And explain everything. Guys, when characters have to literally say out loud, and guess what? This is how you're related to me, and that's who that guy is, and how he's related to you. You have failed. Yeah. That is not something, yeah. unless I'm watching a soap opera where a guy puts a fucking eye patch on, that I <laughs> that's fucking what we got. care about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Basically, the whole movie is, let's all get to Paris... Right, the For end. Different cool, reasons, cool. and we all end up here. Yeah, we, and we're so all... much of it is the red herring yeah. of, 
um what's that guy's name clarence patience or whatever credence credence pure bone something. who is he related to what yes. famous wizarding family is he from I'm going for Obi-Wan kenobi yeah. we know that <laughs> yeah. he is aurelius dumbledore yeah. well that or we know we that's what to grindelwald believe. told yes. him my theory is that grindelwald is not is lying to him. But because, a phoenix always comes before a member of the Dumbledore <laughs> right, family. Right, and right. that's the last scene. So what does that but, mean? What would know. it even mean to be Aurelius Dumbledore? I just, I don't care about his character. I, I don't know why he's like the whole He's so flat. And why is, what's the snake's name? How do you say Nagini. that? Nagini. Why is Nagini like care? So, so unnecessary. Where we're both in a circus. Like The only yeah, things I, I liked in terms of like characters, I, lo- I like Judeldor. I want to see more Judeldor in the next one. I, I like Grindelwald. Yeah, I thought Johnny Depp, he did a good job portraying this, yes. this guy. Someone who in 2018 could not have had more against him before I went <laughs> right. into a movie. I actually he got fired it. from Pirates of the Caribbean. I actually thought, yeah, Grindelwald, his oh. performance, he's, he's always good at doing something weird though. Aquaman's wife, if you say one more <laughs> word. No, stop. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Here's the thing. We didn't yeah. get the gay wizard smooch, so I'm kind of bummed no, about that. Yes. That's the other thing. But yeah. we did get yes, a... I need my wizards gayer. We, yes. got, we got a fluid exchange ceremony between them. <laughs> yes, right? yes. So that's the, that's I don't like the that thing. you said fluid. So, <laughs> that's what it was, though. Yes, yes. As a Harry Potter fan, <laughs> you might say, um, I have a huge problem with this. So they changed the reasoning in the book for why Dumbledore can't fight Grindelwald because of their history. And they, you know, it's, it's a just complicated like a history. character thing. Yeah. It's not. He's not bound by a magical obs, obs, uh, object that he literally. It can't is truly an attack. obstacle, though. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's another. Oh, I can't. If maybe it's this was destroyed, though, maybe crux. we could battle it out. It's like you're taking away complex Setting character. Setting up the third film to introduce an item I've never seen before yeah. to say maybe we'll research this in the next one and it'll give us some answers. It's like you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't care. Right, yeah. Just. Here's the thing. Doodledore should have been the the main character of this movie. I don't like Newt Scamander. He has very little like connection to the main plot of this movie. Like he's just kind of there. For most of the movie, he doesn't have any motivation until Zoe Kravitz like sacrifices herself. That's when he actually yeah. gets invested in the whole plot of the freaking movie, like two movies in, you know? And when he and his Boy, girlfriend have a big misunderstanding because of the newspaper. <laughs> right, that's like a sick. How about you have a conversation? <laughs> yeah. And oh, say, I saw oh, a misprint in the newspaper, news. so Done. I, I stopped talking. Half to of this movie, they're fucking yeah. like on the outs. Uh, it doesn't make any. Yeah, no one again, does intelligent things. She hates things. her characters. She, yeah. Moving forward, always has to be like, how can I pit them against each other? Drama to her is drama. Is the action moving forward? It's right. written worse than any Twilight movie. Yeah, the it's plot bad. makes no sense. It's over. It's both like overly complicated. Like the movie feels like it's overstuffed, while it also feels like nothing is happening important. Yep. Everything's connected, but everything feels so disjointed. That's yeah. what's baffling. It feels like you a know? filler episode, but it's like two and a half, two two hours and forty five. Yeah, minutes when it's long, supposed like, to be Grindelwald Strikes Back, like this yeah. is like Grindelwald's he does, barely he, in it. He kills a family, chills in the house, and then has yeah. a big wizard meeting. Yeah, and he, he kills has a Trump that rally. baby. Remember when he kills that baby, or he <laughs> yeah. orders that woman to kill yeah, that baby. Yeah. yeah, that's a crime. Well, that's yeah, how you Grindelwald. know he's a bad guy. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, right. you know, how do you know he's a bad guy? He right. just has. Then he has a big rally and the end. Tells him about World War II. <laughs> smokes a hookah out of his skull. They do. Oh, when he fucking smokes vapes that a skull. When he vapes that skull. <laughs> I lost my mind. This is yes. my favorite movie now. <laughs> Once again, should have been the plot of the movie. That That is a magical <laughs> Where did item that skull so powerful from? that it, it protects the future. Forces. Guys, we have had 
characters introduced in that world who are seers. You know, that is the right. teacher who teaches Miss Trelawney, who teaches the tea leaves class, or, you know, just yep. viewing the future in general. That seems to be a powerful, you know, prophecies. That's an entire department of the Ministry of Magic. Grindelwald is walking around with a skull that he can vape <laughs> and show an entire right. audience the literal future that World War II is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the thing That's is, like, there's so many things like that, like, okay, so when Nagini is in the circus, which is a circus for wizard audiences, right? She's in the circus because she torture, can turn into a snake. Yeah. Fucking wizards turn into animals all the fucking time <laughs> in Harry Potter. Why would that be something they need to see at a circus? You know what Whoa. I mean? Like, yeah. oh my God. If it was a circus for muggles that the wizards were, like, <laughs> yeah. secretly, like, That would oh, be amazing, but it's yes. wizard audiences, and they're, like, somehow yeah. amazed by this lady that can turn into a snake. Like, or that bubble machine. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're freaking awesome. wizards. They do magic. Like, they be, would not yeah. be entertained by that. They must yeah. be dumbass wizards. That's their version of the Transformers Michael Bay franchise. <laughs> they're just paying for yeah, it. They don't know yeah, why, right. but yeah. it's shiny. Yeah, so many weird choices in this movie. Um, but that might baffling. be something in the humor of wizards, because I've always wondered in the back of my mind how the Weasley Twins joke shop becomes like <laughs> the biggest success <laughs> right. in the world, is that these idiots just all love pranking each other <laughs> non-fucking yeah. stop. Pranking, yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's like jackass. <laughs> Yes. Whoa, your chairs are on the ceiling now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was worth two hundred dollars. <laughs> what? You're a like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know where this franchise is going. Is what's going to happen to it going forward? Yeah. This movie was universally hated. Um, the franchise seems at its lowest point right now, and who knows what's going to happen in the future? They made the Wizarding World here at Universal, and now with the Wizarding World films, it's like. Jake, yeah. we brought you on as our expert <laughs> for the Harry Potter episode, which you definitely proved with your deaf mm-hmm. knowledge of the source oh, material. And you're sure. listing <laughs> number one bottom of the year is it's Fantastic just so dis- Beasts It's the two. most disappointing so heartbroken movie I saw for you. Year. Yeah, I get it, man. Yep. Even though I, I almost like this movie better than the first Fantastic Beasts, which I was not also a fan of. But if you remember on that episode, I said, you, you know, you said hit or shit. I said, optimistic, hoping it's going to be good. But you knew. I knew it probably wasn't, but I was like, I just want it to be like, I want it to be good. But yeah, the first one I also didn't like. I don't like the direction these this franchise is going in at all. And I don't know what the third one's going to be like, but they've got a lot of, you know, making splaining up. Splaining to do. <laughs> got a lot of splaining to and do, maybe JK. maybe your hope is that she takes her hands off that wheel a little bit. She's got to realize. But she's got the problem. It's, this, it's the George Lucas problem. No one Vanity. can tell her no. Yeah. Yeah, she's too powerful. So, like, no one's going to say, no, this is oh, stupid. Oh, real quick, just on that note, did you guys see what she most recently announced through Pottermore, the whole Wizards Never Used Bathroom oh, stuff my God. that yes, she just created? Yes. Mike, so did you pot- see this? It's, a, it's, a, it's oh, another please. unnecessary wizarding fact. Um, <laughs> at Hogwarts, they only got modern bathrooms only recently because before that, Wizards would just make their shit disappear after they do it. They would they just would, do it openly <laughs> that's in front of everyone, drop it, right. and then just whoosh, it's gone. Okay. Why do we need to know that, JK? Yeah. The that's, implications of that, there's so many implications of that that I don't want to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Why? So the Weasley parents were just shitting on the floor up until like they had their third kid? Yeah, I hope yeah, so. Apparently, like... You know what, love? I'm thinking we use one of these things. <laughs> the muggles have got yeah. the craziest technology. Oh, I don't know. I love shit in the plumbing. corner. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so that's, that's I mean, that's in your wheelhouse. It broke your heart, Jacob. If we can yeah. jump to my bottoms real quick, I'll Let's start on it. my lowest. Something in my wheelhouse. Guys, I didn't list a Marvel in my tops. I'm going to list a Marvel in my bottom and break wow. Joe's heart while he's gone. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm with you there. It's in my bottom. I have not seen this Boom. Yet. Yeah. High five from Mike. Yep. Dang. 
Paul Rudd. You have not seen it, Jacob. How are you going to do this to Paul so Rudd? So the comedy is weird. <laughs> the comedy is really? weird. It is not. It is not what you would expect. It's it not is like the just first a one? lot of. It's not even the quips that Marvel has come to be known for. It is just sort of sight gags mixed with mixed with being goofy, and you're like, oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. when you couple that with the fact that it has a plot where characters literally say, I bet you can't get to that building before I do. I'll beat you there. Okay, we're at this building, but where is she? Oh, she must have gone to this other building. Let's race over to that building instead. And there's no development of any kind. It's just people talking about the actions that they have to move forward doing. Huh. You fail. Yeah. It's uh, you know, a waste of Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. The ghost has some interesting things, but then at the end it's you know the using the quantum energy from Michelle Pfeiffer to Ghost Ghost has no interest in things, Mike, because at one point she literally has the ability to be invisible, Jacob, so she just appears and says lines like, Ha, I was here the whole time and they go, Rats and then everybody just <laughs> runs away from each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, Who fucking cares? Right. Like what was the point of any of this? I mean, I like the idea that because she was dealing with like the quantum you know, like she now just feels pain. The chronic all pain of the time. aspect. Right. Yes. But then like if Michelle Pfeiffer has the power to heal her, why did she think she had to murder her? To, you know, like they were going to suck her quantum powers out to heal ghosts. But it's like if you just talk to her, she's well, like, yeah, I'm a wizard yeah. now. You want to talk about people just having a conversation to clear up misunderstandings. Oh, God, yeah. Literally, all Paul Rudd has to do that entire movie is just say, I don't even want to be involved in any of this. And then the movie wouldn't even have to happen because everybody just does stuff without him. You know, it's the yeah. main complaint of the first Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. He just doesn't even show up. I liked the first one a lot. I liked Ant Man. Like I'm, I'm a fan of it. I liked the first it one. was my least favorite Marvel movie really? until this one. Wow. So the Ant Man franchise two, is just Dark missing World. out for me. Yes, worse yeah. than Thor two, the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Ant Man is bugging. It's just misfiring, dude. And I so see. I do not have a lot of hope for that franchise going forward. But I'm not sure what I want out of it. Well, he's going to be the hero of Infinity War two. Seems like right. If yeah. you told Paul Rudd though that you hated Ant Man two, he'd be like. I get it. Yeah, exactly. He'd be so That's polite true. about it. He wouldn't even be like, ah, you know, we're really making that for you guys. I'm sorry, yeah, we tried man. tried pretty hard if you have. Like, sorry. Well, <laughs> you won me around, Paul Rudd. <laughs> All right. brought me back. Four stars. Anyway, um, any, what, what's on, the, on your list besides the old Ant-Man? I'll go a little Netflix action. How about Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Uh, see, this was the one no, that I surprised me because mm. I really enjoyed this movie. Mike, did you see this? Western no, fan? No, I did not. Okay. I was too busy. It's, Ride my horse. You know, Co- Coen Brothers, yeah. it's, you know, Red Coen Dead Brothers Redemption, doing another the Western. Yeah, right? exactly. You're like, this has to be good. That is a film that I just see as purposeless. I do not see the audience it's intended for. I do not grasp the meaning behind the segments, although I've been really? keyed in that perhaps they all deal with death in an abstract way, yeah. whether it's the acceptance or the lack of acceptance. Sure. What is the overarching point that they are trying to make that with death? They don't in have the West? a lot of connection other than they're all in the West and and that sort of thing. But if you think about you know like most an- most anthology movies, it's going to rely on whether or not you like the individual segments, right? Mm. So if you thought the majority of them are good, then you might like it. There were some. That being said, there were some that I enjoyed more than others, right? Do you like the physical look of it? Because let me tell you, Coen Brothers, even. Um, all of their films up to this point have uh-huh. been film. Right. Boom. We're in the was, digital world. Uh-huh. I think it just looked disgusting. I thought it was well shot. Um, I mean, particularly, I particularly like the, the Tom Waits prospector segment. I thought that was probably my favorite segment. And I liked the first segment with, with the Buster Scruggs character. <laughs> it was unexpected, you yes. know? Um, 
Some of them I liked less, like the Liam Neeson traveling circuit, like traveling speaker guy. Didn't like that one as much. Uh, Didn't like it as much. It made me so angry as I watched (laughs) it that I had to wait for as long. Mike, if you don't know, it's it's Mm -hmm. a almost completely dialogue free uh, episode of the movie right where the only thing that you do see people communicate with is soliloquies performed in old west so like the speech from henry the fifth you know uh things like that yeah got terrible but it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's like in the conclusion of that is like oh damn but (laughs) um yeah the third segment i think is the tom waits one is great the uh, James Franco one, the short one with James Franco, not bad. Boo. You didn't like that one? Nope. Hmm. Well, you know, it's not for everyone, I guess. But if you like, if you want to watch like six short western segments in in movie form, watch it on Netflix. I might recommend not watching them all. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm. not even some are down, definitely like, not as do, good. Well, as I like. would even say just do one a day. Like maybe me sitting there trying to consume them in a row was yeah. being like trying to connect something together. Just being like, what the fuck well, is all, this? And but some of them go on it. way longer. So like the yeah. first two are pretty snappy. So you're like, yeah. oh, these are all gonna be pretty short. And then you get to the third one, which is the Liam Neeson one, and it just drags on and on. You're like, oh, boy. momentum's dead. Yeah. And then from there, I just don't think. And then when you see actors like Tyne Daly from Cagney and Lacey <laughs> in the '70s or Tim Blake Nelson. You know, there's so much talent there where you're yeah. like, God, what odd, interesting choices. And then what they're doing is just getting consumed by CGI green screen garbage. Right. Not my favorite, man. Well, it's certainly no true grit. No, no. The remake or the original? The, the, the remake, because it's Coen Brothers, you know? It ain't oh, got no grit. I gotcha. Yeah. A rooster Cockburn. <laughs> but going on to my number three, I mentioned before, it wasn't fun. We're talking Skyscraper. Oh, uh, yeah. I now, did guys, not see this one either. Die Hard with the Rock. Mike, yeah, you see I've it? I've seen it, yeah. Mike, we're Rock fans. <laughs> yeah. We love the charisma the man has. Yeah. But well, this need he has to tie everything to... I'm the best guy. I have a family. We are a family unit. We are the strongest family unit possible. Huh? It's ruining these movies. Yeah. Like, he's the most charismatic big dude ever, but his characters don't all need to be that. No. Rampage was the same way. Yeah. You know, well, how, that's how family could unit. you have The Rock play a normal guy, though? Because he's, he's like, well, clearly you're The Rock. I Arnold was just a dad in the woods <laughs> in yeah. Commando. Yeah, they you took never had daughter. to talk about a, <laughs> But was that really Austrian. believable either, though? Why do you talk about the giant Samoan? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't matter. My <laughs> issue, it's not even that. It's his need to sucrose it and sweeten it up. It's right. the fact that like if you Will look Smith. at something like, exactly, if you look at Jumanji, where his character is pulled back from the ability to even have a good family unit because he's just playing a teenager in an ultra badass parody body of himself, it's right. his best work because mm-hmm. he can step away and yeah. laugh at himself. When he gets too much control, yeah. he's like, I want to be the, the yes. family guy. Yes. Like, it's yeah. Skyscraper, it's the helicopter movie, whatever that one was right, called. Right, San Andreas. Yeah. San Andreas. Yeah. And you look Rampage. at these pictures where he's at a boardroom where he says, I'm here with the writing team for Skyscraper, I'm so excited. And the boardroom is filled with 15 writers. And <laughs> right. then you see the half Chinese production company who puts up all the money and yep. you get all that tied into the film. Yeah. Like there are just so he's many He's going for ultimate like, that mainstream yeah. appeal, right? Oh, yeah. Though, like he's yeah. never been more, like he's never the biggest thing in Hollywood right now. Like who's a bigger, movie star than The Rock right Nobody. Now. Yeah. Like I mean, it, nobody, right? As a name, it's Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. 
characters are big. Spider-Man's big, but right. actors. I can't struck. think of a bigger movie star. No, and to have Skyscraper and Rampage in the same year, good for him. But boy, I just thought those both just sank a little bit. Yeah, this year. yeah. And like, just watch Die Hard. Just like watch Die Hard. They even admitted that they were just making Die Hard. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's well, amazing. interesting. Boo. Okay, going on next. I know nobody saw this, so we won't spend any time oh, yeah. on it. Happy Time Murders. I saw the trailer, and yeah. it didn't really appeal to me, and I was like, oh, Oh, boy. look, I got a puppet fetish. I've, I've been pretty <laughs> open about <laughs> oh, that. <boy. laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll see anything that sort of Jim Hansen has his fingerprints on, and right. this was just disgusting. Well, what was the Peter Jackson one? Oh, yeah. The, the oh, Meet the, the Freebles. Meet the Freebles yeah, yeah. is the best, dude. Yeah, that, this that, felt like Meet yeah. the Freebles. Yeah, it's yeah. like a weak attempt at that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it sucks. You know, wouldn't recommend it. And then my number one, Mike, you alluded to it as well. Let's talk about it. Solo. I think oh, was the worst movie of the year. Really? And we did early on in our podcasting career, we did an episode. Yes, on and it, we so. talked it out. And Jacob, you were the guest on that as well. We talked about our opinions. I was yeah. a lot more pleasant to it then. I've had the time now, and I'll ask you both. It just hit Netflix. Have uh, you done a rewatch? I have not. Um, I'm still. I will healing. say, you know, you guys seem seem agreed on it. Joe's yeah. not here, so I'm gonna have to be the solo defender because I think Please. Joe would probably defend really? it to a bit if he was here. I liked it. I I thought it had some standout parts. This rewatch does it no favors, guys. Mm. You can feel the disjointedness. The opening is drags. Characters meet each other. Hey, right. you're this person. How did we do this? Who cares? Let's go this way. Here's oh, it turns gun. out that you worked for the same person that I was trying to meet after this time, which is three years, and we end up doing the same job, but don't worry about those people because they're going to die. But also, kid, remember, uh, John Favreau's character, remember, it sucks to die alone. Like, why? So many people put yeah. the importance. Here's the mark of a bad screenplay is when every character opposed to doing actions tells each character how good they are at doing other things. Right. John Favreau, man, kid, you are great at flying this ship. Pilot. We never cut and see him do that. He yeah. just hears him say that. Or um, the woman from Westworld, Tandy Newton, uh, oh, you are a master thief, blah, blah, blah. She dies 10 seconds later. We never see her do anything. Right. It is a movie of built-up expectations mm-hmm. with no fucking payoff. And we were talking Lord Miller. Yes. Right? Doing great with Spider-Man and, you know, various other things. They mm-hmm. had a chance for this and they got ripped from their little fingers. Right. And we well, got the safe Ron Howard journey. Exactly. Version. And I would be very interested to see what the Lord Miller cut of this movie would have been. I think there's a lot of anti them propaganda coming from Disney after they f- yeah. like, fired them because, you know, there's a lot of like, they're turning it into Ace Ventura, blah, blah, blah. But we'll never know for sure, you know? Yeah. Release the Snyder Cut, as they say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> All right, so here's someone that held up. And I know it's divisive, because the last time I brought her up, you guys were like, no, 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 she's the worst part of oh, the movie. Oh, not me. Guys, L3. Oh, no. <laughs> in a second better? look, I thought L3 I thought was even better. Amelia, Amelia Clark. Clark is so bad at this movie. <laughs> yeah. that no. I defended her last time. This time, when she does the young scenes on Corellia with him, when she has to be like a teenager on the run, I'm like, Amelia yeah. Clark, you are so bad. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. No, no. she's not. I but can't L3 wait for her to die in the next so movie. But L3 is so weird looking. And I've heard the critiques. Yes. Well, oh, what? why should she be like a social justice warrior droid? Every droid that we have met like is exactly the fucking same in the Star Wars universe. Even Alan Tudyuk, I was going to about to say, even his K2SO character is on that borderline of he's just another C-3PO type, even though he's got the more snarky attitude. The snark setting turned on. At least we have a character who's different. I still don't like the weird 
relationship between it's very Lando strange. and it his is, robot. But boy, it's <laughs> just it's you know it's something different, and every other droid's going to be exactly the same. So I think, thank God, it stood out by having yeah. that. Even yeah, though every time I fair. look at her body, I find her legs very weird. <laughs> Here's the thing: it's yeah. like. So introducing this uh, robot relationship with Lando is akin to wizards not shitting. Like, there's a lot of implications. <laughs> right. So You're it's like, right. okay, because if, if, if the uh, well, droids have just yeah. been kind of uh, slaves or, like, just assistants to human lifestyle or humanoid lifestyle. Yeah, there's a lot so of it's implications. Like, so it's, is Lando then, like, fucking the toaster? Or are they sentient and that's okay? Because yes. droids have always kind of been a, a, the class oh, yeah. lower. Guys, does right. R2-D2 like working for the man? Right, does he enjoy it? Right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's weird. So, I don't know. It just creates more questions. Um, a lot of questions. At least you thought she was fun. Yeah, I liked her. Year. I liked her. And Mike, Amelia Clark. that was my big one. That was my bottom yeah. of the year. I know it was yours too. So yeah. talk about it. You know, we just hit it. But what are the rest? Well, of Well, can I just say, Mike bottom? would probably honestly. We we covered all of uh, my least favorites of no this way, year. Really? Yeah. Throughout the course of this, some of them were on the tops or not. But yeah, I had. Uh, Grindelwald, Bumblebee, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Venom, and Solo. Oh, I'm so happy our tastes are lining well, up. Well, Mike, let me ask you this. There. If this if we were doing this for last year, would you put would you have put uh Star Wars um Last, last Jedi, Jedi on, your on your number one. Yeah. That may have probably been my number one. Your bottom of the my year. Bottom, not, no, it's uh, not the worst of the year. Not my bottom of the year, but your most on my list. I was very disappointed. Interesting. So the last two Star Wars movies, not doing it for you. Well, you know, we'll have to see about this next one. Like I said, a lot of people probably hated Empire when it came out. It was very right. divisive. And then Jedi can wrap it up. So we'll, we'll see the legacy oh, of man, Last Jedi. Oh, man, you really Jedi. think it could stick the landing? They could stick the landing, and it would wow. change the way everyone feels about it. Interesting. So we'll find out. And speaking of we'll find out, you know, we have our tops, we have our bottom. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk predictions of movies in 2019 when we come back. That sounds good. Let's do it. All right, guys, we're back. We're talking predictions for movies in 2019. We got a bunch of big blockbusters coming out, so let's do a quick hit or shit on some of these guys. So sure we've got thing. the big wrap-ups. I mean, we've got some conclusions to some series. Absolutely. We say. We've got Infinity War Part Two. We know that now. Endgame. Is that going to be the $2 billion biggest hit of the year? I uh, think it's going to be huge. I think yeah. it's going to be massive. I think, yeah, it's going to be huge. That's a hit. Yeah, hit, hit for me. But hit. I mean, hit, hit, hit. But making more than the other conclusion that's coming out this year, motherfucking Star Wars Episode <laughs> Nine, a movie we don't even know the title of yet. I think that one will do less box office wise, but it'll still be a huge hit. It's but got the least. Let's just say Disney's yeah. going to have a big year, right? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, of course. Well, that they <laughs> ensure that. Um, I think Star Wars will do less. Like, you know, it won't do as well at the back off, box office as Avengers because people are soured yes. because of the solo effect. I was going to say yeah. it's got weaker international numbers, too, because as we've yeah. seen, the Chinese yeah. do not really sort of care about the legacy of Star Wars yeah. as much as they seem pretty into these superhero movies. Definitely, definitely. So um, I think Endgame, even if it doesn't completely stick the landing or if it's not great, it's going to be a box office hit no matter what. Look I at think. Venom. Lock it in. Lock it in. Yeah, lock it in. It's going to make do gangbusters, superheroes, or 
internationally, like you said, Colin, that's it. So it's going to be the biggest movie of the year, I would. That's right. And I hope it's good. I hope hope it's good, too. I'm going to say hit. How about another weird superhero movie? Guys, this is the first one coming up for January. The closest we can make a prediction to hit or shit. We just got the Rotten Tomato score, and it's low. Glass. Oh, Glass. What is the Rotten Tomato score? We're talking M. Night Shyamalan. We're talking low 40s right now. Might be dipping into the 30s. I just rewatched Unbreakable, and I was about to watch Split to get excited for Glass, but now I'm... Oh, feeling deflated no don't let it take that momentum <laughs> yeah, Mike I love both those movies right because Yuna has not seen either of them so we, we both watched oh. them and we were going to get ready to watch Glass and um yeah I, now it's looking like maybe it's not great poor Shyamalan because man I watched Unbreakable I'm like this is such a, after I rewatched it I'm like this is just such a cool idea and they don't let you know like is he super or not like let me explore this more and I don't know I'll have to see we obviously we know that the numbers for glass are not that great. The reviews yeah. aren't great, but January is a great month to drop a movie like this because it's not going to have much competition. It's just going to be fighting the back tide of Aquaman, which is really sort of settling down on its numbers. Good, good water joke. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I think, and you know, we're talking international numbers again for a movie that's maybe headier than the typical yeah. superhero fare. I think it's going to be a hit. Still, I, really? I would, I would still assume that people are buying into the goodwill that M Knight's earned off of his last two movies, the right. weird uh found footage Yeah, uh, that wasn't that good either movie, <laughs> but they ate it up and loved it. And for Universal, uh uh Split was Split, a huge yeah. hit, man. So I yeah. don't know. I, I think he's still gonna make his money off of this. I'm gonna say hit. I hope I, I just hope it's I hope when I watch it, I enjoy it, you know, and I, who knows if they'll make money. There's not a lot of competition. Like you said, it's just, I don't know if the groundswell is going to come. This is a superhero movie, Guys, everybody. Right. For our age, this is a Bruce Willis movie that's about to be out. That yeah. doesn't get you excited. Bruce oh, Willis I'm doesn't stoked. make fucking movies anymore. Yeah. And he gets to be <laughs> really because he just gets to be cranky and old. Yeah. And I'm not dying to see Bruce Willis movies in 2019. Uh, you're not dying you're not, hard. You're not die hard. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so um, you're on the train, Colin. Let's I'm go. Trying to that's try right. you, buddy. <laughs> Well, Colin, here's another movie that's coming yeah. out this year. Let's get your, your thoughts on that. Captain Marvel. That's right. Another I say film. hit. Mm-hmm. I say I love the directing team behind this. They did uh, this movie called Half Nelson um, starring Ryan Gosling. They did this movie called uh, It's Kind of a Funny Story. Mississippi Good Grind movie. with uh, Ben Mendelsohn. You're talking about Anna Fleck and Ryan Bowden. Yeah. Great duo. Super fan of these directors. Now they're doing the most mainstream, I guess, thing they've done a superhero movie captain marvel captain marvel a character who i texted joe off pod that i have no idea who the villain of a sequel could be i own captain marvel comic books i'm right. so unfamiliar with any I think characters it's the Jude who Law could character, ever right? but you think he'll survive Dumbledore? through this film yeah like which can we say jude law in, in my is having mind, his resurgence you know no, it's the, boo. <laughs> 2019 and 2018 yeah. is the year he also of jude had law. that natalie portman movie where she was a uh it seemed like a, a Lady Gaga stand-in where he oh. was her husband. Hmm. Yeah, Fox Lux. And he has the young yeah. Pope on yeah, HBO. Yeah, and he's got the new Pope. I just need to out. make yeah. it clear for the listeners. If somebody has been in Gattaca, they get a lifetime pass from me. So <laughs> I Jude Law, Jude. Uma Thurman. and Uma Thurman are Hell set yeah, for Mike. life. I like oh, all yeah, those actors. I like any all three of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say hit. You know, we saw a lot of disparency coming before it. People saying like, no, it, it looks dumb. She looks wooden and frozen. I was not a huge Brie Larson fan. Jacob, you've been championing her for a million years since I, Short yeah. Term 12 and all yeah, that jazz and all that, the, yeah. the shorts involving that and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. 
God, I think she looks like a fucking dime and a doll in it. Like, I don't know, man. I think she looks incredible. I'm just going to say the biggest hit possible. I think it's going to shatter expectations. I think yeah. it's going to do better than Wonder Woman. Yeah. If we're going to compare it, might it to the too, DC yeah. side, I think it'll right. be more enjoyable and do better numbers. Yeah, and a lot too. of plot, maybe plot significance, like it's a prequel. It's set in the 90s. You're going to see um, Nick Fury as a big character in it. Nostalgia. You're going to see how he loses his eye, probably, yeah. maybe. You know, we've got the good. big questions of Infinity War, which is basically where is she in the page? Right. And he called her at the right. end. And Ant Man so, is going to go back in time. Will those questions, do you think, get diegetically answered in the film? Do you think that's post cred setup? Do you think the post cred just will set up Captain Marvel too? Because again, that's kind of well, the Captain film that Marvel I worry obviously about. her coming back or whatever she's doing is going to be a big part of Endgame, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Ant Man's going to be a yeah. big part of that too. And so it's similar to like Infinity I guess, War, I don't where, know. where Infinity War made Black Panther and Doctor Strange very significant parts of the Ooh, new movie. You're right. Now it's doing the same with like Captain Marvel and with Ant-Man, the mo- two movies that came out since the last one. Yeah, because he'll be back in time quipping, hey, do you have a cell phone? What's a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> I am getting too focused on the sequel world opposed to the actual world that Marvel is creating. Like Obviously, yeah. the intent you're saying is, is that they're carrying her forward beyond Captain Marvel 2. They're thinking about yeah. what she's doing they're in thinking Endgame, about the what new, she's doing she's new she's Avengers. Be, here's yeah. my prediction. She will be leading the new Avengers. Oh, in their her, own solo yeah, Black film. Panther. When this new class Doctor retires, Strange. yeah, she'll be the. But I think Iron it's going to be like like Iron Man and Captain America and Thor retiring, and then it's going to be Black Panther. It's going to be Spider Man. It's going to be Doctor Strange, and it's going to be Captain Marvel. We're getting a in new Wolverine. Mark my words. That's very true. In 2019, can you guys lose Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans? That's a lot. You to could me. lose Chris Evans. I think He's not that. Yeah. You could lose Chris Evans. Cap, Cap and Iron Man. Yeah for sure will be departing soon i believe thor will might stick around for cameos and stuff i hope so yeah, yeah he's fun but really i mean we could have a new captain america it wouldn't change that much robert downey jr that's probably going to be the biggest like departure is like when he leaves right but he's probably not going to do him for too much longer no yeah i think you know setting up after Endgame. New Avengers coming. They can yeah. start bringing in the X-Men through some contrivance. And I swear we're going to get a new Wolverine and he will be in the new Avengers. That's my prediction. 2019. My we'll biggest one. Wolverine we'll and the Hulk team up. That they old they, man. Old man. I would love it. His first appearance. Is will you guys Hulk. hit or shit me real quick on Dark Phoenix? Oh, it's shit. finally coming this year. And it's the, the last other one. Supergirl. Oh, movie. shit. Yeah. So we just automatically, rumor, by the way. <laughs> so the, the deal going through with 20th Century Fox and Disney has now officially killed. They have just announced X-Force, the Gambit solo uh, film. Phew. Um, Kitty Pride, multiple. Yeah, Man. this is the last. This X-Men is movie. and New Mutants will be the last right. released, but it will not tie into the rest of the world they've created, right. like Dark Phoenix has. Hit or shit, shit, shit. shit. It's the Thank end. Thank you. Own it in. <laughs> Every, what about New Mutants? Then, well, yeah. go ahead. It goes New out Mutants with a could fart. be good. Hopefully, New Mutants will be good. Um, but it's like Deadpool too, like or Deadpool and Deadpool two. They're connected to the X Men universe, but that's really the only thing it's got going for it anymore. And like that, that franchise is coming to an end. We're going to get a reboot of X-Men. You think X-Men crossover with Marvel, like Marvel Cinematic Universe, that would be insane. And then, like you said, you know, like it's going to be like all, you know, so many characters in one universe. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be too much. All right. So let's get off. Let's do one last one. Our last prediction in 2019. This guy was an Oscar winner. Let's not do comic books. How about Jordan Peele's Us? Oh, I mean, does this, is this going to, let's not even hit or shit it. 
I think number one, it's absolutely going to be a hit. Will it carry the legacy? Is this going to be something up for Oscars? Is he going to keep riding be, that train? Be. I don't know if it'll get Oscar buzz or not, depending on how good it is. It might just be a standard but, horror movie. Yeah, but if he's just going to make these like really interesting, like high-concept horror movies, like Monkey's Paw Productions, you know, could be really good. Like He could have a really solid career. And I think the trailer like looks awesome. Like a new awesome. Wes Craven or something. Ooh, yeah. I love that. But he yeah, but legacy. Um, this this trailer reminds me of kind of like a episode of Black Mirror or like something is going on, and like oh, and speaking of Jordan Peele, he has a new series called Weird City that's like an anthology Black Mirror esque show, but it's all set in this like futuristic city. Have you have you seen trailers no, for that I at all? I have not really. The trailer. It's got like Michael Sarah. Oh, cool. And, uh, Dylan O'Brien, who is a Teen Wolf. We just mentioned Bumblebee. <laughs> Maybe closer to his yeah. comedy roots. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's the Orville to Star Trek is Black Mirror too. Uh, cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's a comedic Black Mirror essentially. Yeah, um, but yeah, us looks great. The trailer looks amazing. I watched that trailer like five times. And I was like, oh, dude, this is gonna be awesome. I'm excited for it. Mike yeah. hit. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a hit. It's you know, I trust him now after you know his previous works. Great, he's got it. He's got it unwrapped, guys. All right, well, I just want to do a quick uh, rapid fire. There's a lot of movies coming out, and I just want to get a quick hitter shit as we go down through. So let's start with uh, one of the big boys, Star Wars Episode Nine. Hit. 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 The course correct prediction. Hopefully. Uh, then we got mm-hmm. a lot of other the Disney things. We're getting Lion King. Oh, uh, yeah. Hit. I hit. think financially it's going to do really well. I hope, I mean, we'll see if it's good or not. I don't know. People will be mean to it. That's my prediction. People will be mean yeah. to it. I'm more into Lion King than I am Aladdin. I think Lion King's a hit. Oh, Aladdin's people are going to be Aladdin mean to shit. Aladdin. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. But Lion King, I think it'll get overhyped and then it'll get, I think initial reactions will be good, but then it'll get like overrated and people are like, I never liked that movie. It'll get like backlash. All right. Then we got the last couple here. We got Shazam on the DC side. I think shit. that's going to be a hit. Shit. Oh. Really? Um, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be middling, but big with superheroes. Yeah, boy, it's not for me, but I could definitely see the appeal. Mm. For me, this is the one I'm most excited about. Legit, besides Star Wars, just because I have to. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Godzilla, oh. hit, hit, please. They're remaking my <laughs> please, favorite please, Godzilla please. movie. It's my anyway. Hit. I think it'll be okay. It's not my kind of movie, I guess, but I've been watching that VHS every day when I was a kid, Godzilla. like the King of Monsters, <laughs> the team up with Mothra and Rodan. Godzilla. It'll never, be, it'll never beat the, the 2001 oh. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, with Ferris Bueller. Yes. Lego Movie 2, the second one. Oh, uh, shit. Hit. I, was gonna I say think hit. the marketing's it been all fun. over the place uh, on this. I'm saying shit. You guys go. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, Lego Movie 2. It's, it's going to be fun, whatever. Yeah. All right, let's pick one more to wrap it up here. The last thing. How about... Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Oh, biggest hit of the oh, year. <laughs> you think it's really? going to blow up? <laughs> so, yeah. So let me lay this out then, maybe. Star Wars, Pokemon, or Avengers Endgame. What do I think is going to make the most money? I don't think Pokemon's going to reach those levels. I do. I think I, it'll be a modest I predicted hit. this on our last episode that I think it is going to hit the level of fandom now where housewives know what a Pikachu is, you know, really? not even knowing what the series is. I think this is their opportunity to expand the brand. You've got Ryan Reynolds lending his credibility to it, right. the most likable Pika or Pokemon Pikachu. Yep. Um, uh, I'm leaning more towards a Bumblebee sized hit. Okay. All right. Maybe a little smaller. Bumblebee sized hit. Yeah. (laughs) Biggest thing will be Avengers, followed by Star Wars. I don't think Pikachu is going to be as big as your. All right. Just because he's Detective Pikachu, is that what everybody's (laughs) nervous about? I think it's like just because it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's not like your typical Pokemon story. 
you know so it's a, yeah. it's already taking a risk out the gate i can't believe they actually this movie actually got made like it's still amazing to me that this movie is coming out i'm, I'm saying thankful right that we're now, getting 1.63 billion dollars <laughs> writing that down <laughs> Like, why is there a Detective Pikachu and he has Ryan Gosling, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' voice? Why is that? I think the real question is Explain why not? Explain that to me. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. I wish I had one that had Ryan Gosling's voice. <laughs> right? Uh, both, please. The sequel, get Ryan Gosling. The two <laughs> the Ryans. The two Ryans, uh, yeah. Flying Ryans. Um, that's the predictions for 2019. They're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We appreciate you walking through the movies with the yeah. tops, bottoms, and predictions of 2019. We'll see you on the other side, Normies. For a great year. That's been it, guys. This is our welcome back episode to a happy norm year. Mm-hmm. Happy norm year, guys. Happy norm year, yeah. Happy norm year. And a happy norm year to Jacob, our special guest, who stopped by so he could let us know his Good tops to and here. bottoms of 2018. I love talking about our favorites for the years, guys. Absolutely. Uh, we're missing Joe. We're glad he's going to be maybe yeah. back next episode if he comes back from the dead, which yep, I think we'll he will. see. Um, and keep listening, guys. You know, Never. like, subscribe, hit us on all our social medias at normies like us. Let me just say, uh, follow me on Twitter. Oh, please. What's that handle? I'm not going to tell you the handle. You have to find it. Oh, man. That's so <laughs> Make it a powerful. Harder. <laughs> well, harder. if you like, I prim- like 90% of my things I post is about either politics or oh, uh, Cleveland oh. sports franchises. So if you're into those two very niche things, I guess. Oh, oh. Um, He's giving his reasonings behind what he posts. Up. And I That's am the new good. Joe. I hope you get used to hearing my voice. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, there's Joe will not be back here. <laughs> oh, Joe, what, what are you doing with that gun? Oh, 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 he is back. <laughs> No, we'll be back uh, with a regular lineup. We're going to be having Jacob on more, I'm sure, as well. Um, I want to mention a couple things here. Uh, Bandersnatch, check it out. Um, I wanted to talk about it in the movies, but I consider Ooh. it as a video game. Ooh. Personally. So, That's anyway, I want to want mention out. one thing The Good Place. It's a good TV show. Um, favorite TV show of the year. Watch it. Watch all three seasons, they're great. Any last thing we overlooked for you, Colin, you want to mention? Uh, guys, I like all those recommendations. I love them both. Uh, and let me say, some of the normiest things you could do this year, once again, to talk about the thesis of it. I've seen a lot of snobs say, you know, Black Mirror is just smart guy, dumb guy stuff, or, you know, that good place is smart, dumb guy comedy. No, man, I think that's exactly for the people who are right in the middle. We're the middle yep, guys who right. love that stuff. We're the normies. So and it can introduce hit it, normies. fascinating ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening coming back to 2019. We have some ideas this year. We definitely want to get some more video essays up. We want to maybe shuffle around the format, too, so we can do kind of more focused dives on topics uh, of just a TV show or just a video game and really get in there, you know? And, of course, reach out to us if you've got topics you want us to hit. That's right. There's a lot of big stuff coming up, you know? Who knows? We got Kingdom Hearts coming out. We got a new Doom game. We got all these movies we just talked about. So stay tuned, normies. We're going to have a lot of good content coming through for you. We really appreciate it. And this has been Mike. Colin. This is Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Normie. See you, Normies. Thanks for listening, Normies. We'd really appreciate an iTunes review. Like, share, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Catch you next week.